And we are back again, Jared. Yeah. 260. Talking about college sports today. and uh, Talking about living in trailers. Right? right? Well, talking about all <laughs> sorts of crazy things before we started this episode, that's for sure. Yeah. By the way, um, sure. is this, this... Oh, no. I was thinking, does this come out after Christmas? But Christmas is on... On Friday. Next, yeah, on Friday. Not on next Friday. Friday. This Friday. Yeah, it's, it's right around the corner. Yeah. Right, right around the corner. You know, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, depending on... Are you? Do you listen to Christmas music? This year, I haven't really. I've, yeah. I've learned a couple songs on guitar. I uh, learned how to play Feliz Navidad because I was just curious mm. uh, how to play it. It's do actually you know how pretty to sing easy. It? Um, I, I, I horribly attempt to sing it, yeah. Okay. But, but you know, uh, excuse me, I, I guess I should say, do you know the words? Oh, of course. Okay. I've heard that song probably probably a million times if we're being honest. I don't know, like, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad, Feliz Navidad. Prospero año felicidad. Uh, okay. I know. I just always mm-hmm. mumble yeah. that part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like when Despacito <laughs> was really popular and people were like, Despacito. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I never. Are, are actually... you? You don't strike me as as the Christmas music kind of guy. Wow. Um, is I, that a fair? Is that a fair statement or no? I, I'm just. I'm sick of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a fair statement. Fine. Okay. I'm sick of the of just the same Christmas songs over mm. and I'm like I like the Mariah Curry Christmas album as much as the next next person, but I'm kind of sick of it. I'm sick of uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, that's a good one. It's a classic, Jared. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I've just heard it so many right. times. So you're saying we need some new Christmas music. Every now and again, I do hear a new Christmas song, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I kind of like this. And I'm like, oh, this is a Christmas song. I'm even sick of Christmas in a Hollis by Run DMC. Um, but like every now and again, I would hear I hear a new Christmas song, and I'm like, oh, I like this. But then like I don't. I, I don't know. Like I don't know what it's called or anything, and it passes by, and mm. I'm like, what was that song I heard? And then ago. you resort back to the classics because you can't no, remember I, the name. No, then I, yeah, exactly. Then I just listen to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for an 18th loop. time. <laughs> um, I watched Elf yesterday. Oh, nice. So okay. I do. I, well, I will say this. I, I'm not a huge Christmas uh, music fan. No, I'm not. It's not. It's not that I'm not a fan of it. As I, I'm just kind of sick of it, as I said. So if mm-hmm. I hear something new, I, I can get into it. Um, but I do like the Christmas movies, and so we watched Elf yesterday. That that's a classic. Oh, for sure. Um, and it's in something that it's just so funny that uh, it's that it's just like the 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 lack of the Christmas spirit o o meter is so funny to me or whatever it is that that the Chris it, that Santa just runs on Christmas spirit, and then just this I I I, I still struggle with cheesy because just the singing I couldn't get over the, some of the like the when when they just all were singing in New York. On the street, I'm like, I feel like this wouldn't happen. <laughs> that's I had the, so many, that's I the beauty like of Hollywood. And I'm, and 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 <laughs> and I was talking, and now as an adult, I was talking to my, to my partner. I'm like, why do why is it that uh, you know because you know the general plot this uh, 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 Will Ferrell is the elf, and it turns out that he's a human that ended up on the North Pole and worked mm-hmm. with the elves forever. But he wanted to meet his real dad, who's a human that lives in New York. And he's a businessman, and he's right? a businessman. He's on the naughty list because he's a you know hard getting businessman he doesn't care about anyone except for getting business done and and um and so elf comes into his life and 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 it's supposed to highlight that this guy is an asshole but i'm like 
this guy's response is totally rational to this essentially stranger coming in and, and right. <laughs> ruining his home, mm-hmm. <laughs> interrupting meetings at work. Being incredibly <laughs> distraction. You know, he's a huge distraction. I was like, how is this guy the the, uh, the mean one and the bad person for being like, can you not? Do- well, Jared, I think uh, we have some we have some legitimate proof here. You Welcome to adulthood, my man. You have become an adult. I, I was like, this guy is has, is the only one here with a rational... Like I was like, these people are crazy for putting up with this. I was like, this guy's the only one with a rational response. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine someone just comes into your house one day, you know... Cutting up furniture. To right. <laughs> and also full grown, which means, you know, they're going to yeah, probably have a what huge I was saying. appetite. I was like, this what, 38? Right. Like, how old is this guy? Right. <laughs> how old is he supposed to be? Because that's another no thing idea. Sydney and I were talking about. I was like, how is how are we just accepting this full-grown adult coming into someone's life doing but this? What, but what's the opposite? I mean, imagine you live in the North Pole with elves your whole life. You, you well, have no life skills. But that's what... But, but what we were saying is that the elves aren't aren't don't act childish the elves That's grow true. up like normal adults all the other elves functioned like normal adults so it's just buddy's problem which is will ferrell's character yeah what you're so it's like what okay. is it about him how does how did he somehow not develop and, and he's a full-grown adult that's acting like this. I, I don't get... I don't. Now I'm starting not to understand the plot of the movie anymore. I think you're digging too deep into it. It's just supposed to be a Christmas movie to give you those Christmas feels. Uh, I need like a Quentin Tarantino uh, Christmas movie that I'm thinking about for weeks. The Hateful Eight wasn't a Christmas movie, you don't think? Oh, I never saw that. They were... I mean, they were in a cabin. They were nice and cozy, locked up in a cabin during wintertime. I'm going to watch that. I think it's on Netflix. It's an, it's an interesting one. It's a little slow. Uh, it, at least the start of okay. it. That's that's all I'll say. I don't want to ruin it for you. It's funny you mention uh, Christmas movies, though, Jared, because uh, I I was fortunate enough to uh, give a presentation the other day uh, with the uh, Fulbright Commission in the Czech Republic. Wow! And we talked about holidays. And the interesting thing is that one of these students asked me, "What is my favorite Christmas movie?" And what do you think my knee jerk reaction was? What do you think the one? Oh, was? I know, Die Hard. No. <laughs> actually, I've only seen Die Hard maybe two or three times, actually. I've seen Die Hard a lot. It's on all the time. It, it, during... I've seen that movie a lot. Um, uh, no, I, I figured you'd say Die Hard just to be like the contrarian and make everyone be like, well, what do you mean, you know? That's not a Christmas movie. But that just just uh, the argument of whether or not that is a Christmas movie is an American phenomena, mm. like Christmas phenomena in, in itself. And, uh, anyway, um, your favorite Christmas movie, is it Elf? No, Grinch. Very good. Which one though? You got to specify. Uh, the Grinch with Jim Carrey, of I imagine, because that's the, the one we grew up with. Yep. Yeah, yeah. There's a newer one. Yeah, there's an animated one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, is he British? No, because uh, um, Benedict Cumberbatch is British, he, but he's right. done American roles too. Sure, I'm. I only watched a little bit of it. Okay. I wasn't. You're not into it. I mean, well, <laughs> I, I just like when you get used to seeing the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Not as an animated movie, and then you watch it again as an animated movie. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It can be hard to make that jump to animated because it it is it is a it is like just a very different, and it can work sometimes, I guess. But it's just a very different vibe. And then and, if and, if you're gonna watch the animated Grinch, I think you have to watch the original one from like the '60s or '70s, whenever that was. And, that oh, that yeah. one's really good. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that, is that one that's from? Yeah, but yeah, I Jim think Dr. Seuss actually did the animation for it. Oh, that's cool. 
Oh, it's but yeah, Jim Carrey in himself is in like is just such a character. Oh, for sure. And that he 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 does. I mean, he kills it. I, I I get that. He really does. Yeah, he really does. Well, Jared, I have uh, a little something that I want to talk to you about uh, for today's top of the show. Okay. Uh, it's it's a little controversial, mm. uh, and and actually by now it might even be quote unquote old news. But I think it's a little apropos to our topic, uh, at least tangentially. Uh, in the regard that uh, it's related to college. Yes. And we are talking about the phenomenon of college sports uh, this episode. And uh, I'm sure you've heard about this, uh, the op-ed that had urged uh, Dr. Jill Biden to drop the doctor in her title. Mm -hmm. Um, For our listeners who aren't in the U.S., um, Dr. Jill Biden is the first lady of the the president-elect, Joe Biden. Oh, do you don't call her the first lady-elect? Is well, I don't know. Well, well, they confirmed the electoral college vote. So isn't he the president, or is he well, still, still not the, the president, president elect? Donald, you're Trump's right. The he has to be sworn in. Inaugura- right, inauguration right. is when you become the president. Right, right. So Thank he's you. still the elect. Exactly. Good old U.S. politics here. <laughs> anyway, so there was an op-ed written. Um, oh, I forget the even. I have it up here. Was it Wall Street Journal? Op-ed uh, titled "Is there a doctor in the White House?" <laughs> Not if you need an MD. This was a Wall Street Journal opinion. I believe opinion. you could say the shade there. <laughs> Honestly, man, I don't even think this is. I mean, I know I get it's supposed to be shade, but I just think this is so ridiculous on so many levels. Mm. So, first of all, uh, and then the and then the subheading for this is uh, Jill Biden should think about dropping the honorific. Uh, which feels fraudulent, even comic. First of all, wow. First of all, I'm not even going to address this guy by his last name because I don't think he deserves it. First of all, Joseph. Uh, <laughs> the first thing I need to tell you is there's nothing fraudulent about calling yourself a doctor. There's nothing fraudulent about that. If you have worked your ass off for a PhD, I w- if you're a PhD right. in EDD, MD, PharmD, I don't care what it is. They all have earned those honorary titles. Now, if you buy your degree, that's a little different. Um, but <laughs> I don't you, think people are buying like their doctorates. Uh, Bill Cosby, and you get a, like an honorary degree from right. Temple. An or honorary, that's a bad right. example of a person, right. but you know what I mean. Right. Like an you honorary, got an honorary doctorate, doctorate mm-hmm. but it's like just because we like you and you give us a lot of money, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so so anyway, so so there was this op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, basically telling the uh, first lady elect, uh, Madam. Ah, Madam First Lady is the the way this guy starts. Okay, first of all, the the level of just I don't know. Can you say condescendence? I mean, yeah. it's condescending, right? Mm-hmm. Just how condescending this article is uh, from the first sentence. Here we go, uh, Madam First Lady, Mrs. Biden, Jill, kiddo. A bit of advice on what okay. may seem like a small, but I think is not an unimportant. <laughs> First of all, this is terrible writing, bro. I think it is a not unimportant matter. Why don't you just say it's an important matter? Yeah, that's a double negative. <sighs> well, wh- this is the Wall Street Journal. I mean, it's an opinion it's an section, really, but still. But still, yeah. Um, so so anyway so um kiddo I, why, yeah, I, there was a lot you... of talk about kiddo and I, di- I didn't read this article but i knew that they i, I but i i realized that there's a lot of talk about can she use doctor and, or should she be using doctor and people calling her kiddo and that's where that comes from I well the, the kiddo is unwarranted and yeah I mean, egregious and and just ridiculous i mean that's I just, just a bla- yeah that's a f- just full-on like a patronizing Right and and Power and and this jo- and this Joseph dude is the reason why so many people out there are complaining about a lot of a lot of dudes with their fragile masculinity and toxic masculinity. 
this dude is the one that gives a lot of the other guys out there who respect women who respect titles who you know what i mean i work with a lot of amazing incredibly intelligent and hard-working women mm. uh and i mean i we're on a first name basis but if they wanted me to call them doctor i for sure would and i wouldn't even think about it you know yeah. um and and just the i just don't get why this dude literally took time out of his day to write I mean, he well, first of all, kudos to him, I guess, because he knew this was going to get clicks. He knew this was going to be controversial. <laughs> How um, did, uh, I don't know if he's got canceled or not. And I'm not saying he necessarily needs to be canceled, quote unquote. But I think like just what is going on in this dude's head to even write this, man? Like, I just don't get it. Yeah. Do you not have better things to do in your life than put uh, yeah. someone down who, you know, like this is, is this. Yeah. Like, is this journalism? <laughs> right. It's well, like, well, it's not. It's opinion. Clearly. Well, yeah, sure. But, 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 but it's, it's like so our, ridiculous. Yeah, I don't understand why this is of such why it bothers him. Well, why would it bother you this much to the point where you feel like you need to write a piece about this? Honestly, it kind of makes me side eye the Wall Street Journal in general as well because it's like what, like someone edited this obviously, and it's Mm -hmm. like how did you find this to be like? Oh yeah, I know this is this is a good conversation. This is a conversation that needs to be had. Right. This is we're having the hard conversations here. Um, so I so um, can can I read more of this though? Just, sure, sure, sure. And can sure, we hash sure. this out a little bit because this is so ridiculous sure. on so many levels? Um, okay. Uh, so anyway, so we read the first sentence. We don't need to go back here. Uh, oh, any chance you might drop the doctor before your name? Doctor Joe Biden sounds and feels once again. He's saying it feels fraudulent. It's not fraudulent. She yeah. earned her doctorate. There is nothing fraudulent about yeah. <laughs> calling yourself a doctor when you have earned a doctorate. If she was ABD What's her status, in? is education uh, education right? Mm-hmm. Uh, education, you know. But so if you're uh, ABD, which means basically you've done all your coursework, but you're still writing your dissertation, then you are not a doctor. Mm-hmm. You're ABD. I mean, that's what they call it in academia, right? Um, so for for our listeners out there who aren't familiar with some of I've these academic that terms, term that is, yeah. Um, and uh, and I thought it was like. Ev- Anything but dis, but dissertation. I don't know if that's actually the formal term. <laughs> I, that's thought what, like, people, I thought that I've was an insult of some sort. Right. Uh, maybe it is. Look at this Anything non-doctor over here. But <laughs> anyway, so here we go. So, um, okay, Dr. Jill Biden sounds, and I'm reading from this article, people. These are not my words. Uh, Dr. Jill Biden sounds and feels fraudulent. Not to say a touch comic. Why is it comical, bro? And I'm not saying bro to you. I'm saying to this guy. Like, why? <laughs> what is what is comical about it? You know why? She, you know, she yeah. she's a professor. She went through the normal process yeah. that everyone goes through. And this is the kicker, though, Jared. So here, so then he says, your degree is, I believe, in uh, EDD, which is Doctor of Education, earned at University of Delaware through a dissertation. This 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 guy, man, he is throwing out all these evaluative things about Joe Biden when. First, well, he'll try to qualify himself in a moment here, Jared, but this is just such a ridiculous article on so many levels. Um, Anyways. Doesn't her degree say doctor on it? Yeah. Doctor of Education. EDD, Doctor of Education, earned at the University of Delaware through a dissertation. Once again, people, I'm reading this. These are not my words. With the unpromising title, student retention at the community college level, uh, meeting students' needs. First of all, why are you giving a dig on her dissertation? Can I ask this? Uh Who is allowed to be called a doctor? Because he says MD, right? That's well. That's the the headline exactly. So, a like a dentist is not a doctor. That's a good question. 
Okay. Yeah. Or like a, an orthodontist. A, vet, a or, veterinarian. Yeah. I mean, are they not a doctor? Anyways, is he, that's these, such these a are weird, very valid questions, Like, like, I, like yeah. how, if he's, he, so he's deciding who is and isn't a doctor in spite of what their title says they are. Yes. Let's continue, Jerry. Okay. Let's, let's I just want to know who he because I don't, we'll, I don't, I don't want to. I don't. I just want to know. Yeah, keep going. We'll, keep we'll going, get there. We'll get going. there. Uh, a wise. This this guy's so ridiculous on so many levels. Um, a wise man once said that no one should call himself doctor unless he has delivered a child. Think about it, Doctor Jill. That's and very narrow-minded. Drop the doc. First <laughs> so of only all, only gynecologists are doctors, right? So first of all, first of all, Joe <laughs> or, or Joseph. First of all, the the first issue here is that. Um, not all medical doctors have delivered children. Second of all, I would say on, probably a, most on, a, on a literal sense, all women deliver children. They right. birth the children. Does also, that qualify them to be a doctor? I mean, also, this there guy's are logic children that is haven't been birthed by doctors. Yep. <laughs> are, are just, are, you're now a doctor. You're a doctor, right? <laughs> yeah. Who needs to go to school? Who needs standards? You <laughs> just, oh, you, you helped me uh, birth my you child. You did it in you're your bathtub? Yeah. Right. Okay. You're a doctor now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so here. So now, Jared, this, this Joseph dude is going to qualify himself. Here we go. I taught at Northwestern University for 30 years. By the way, since this article has dropped, of course, Northwestern has distanced themselves <laughs> from him. And so that's also not a good sign here. So anyways, I talk at Northwestern. I mean, just because he's an asshole doesn't take away from the fact that he can uh, that he actually did get a degree from but somewhere. But he- here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, Jared. Let me just read this. But obviously, Northwestern's not going to defend the guy. Right. Here we go. I taught at North uh, Northwestern University for 30 years without a doctorate or any advanced mm. degree. So dude, your first so entire sad. paragraph, your first <laughs> entire paragraph talks I about I was about to say he like he's been a, like a medical he's doctor, a PhD and a yeah, and <laughs> professor emeritus and all that. No, the dude doesn't have his doctorate and he's ragging on her for having a doctor of education and calling herself the proper so, professionally recognized title. This to me just is he, is he sort of implying that like it's elitist to say you're a doctor because I've done just as much if not more than you without a doctorate. That might be well. And it's like you think you're better than me because you have a doctorate. And it's like no one said that. That's just, exactly you're really pr- showing yourself. You're showing right. yourself here. Well, I think a lot of this is projecting. It's I so really sad think. too. Why yeah. is this so much about? I, I I don't know. I mean, it's an opinion piece, but it's just like. Like it's, I don't know. It's just like, and let me let me also ask this, and and I think this is always kind of sad to me. It's, it's very sad. turning more it's pathetic sad and insecure <laughs> and pathetic. You're right. <laughs> it's it sad goes. and insecure and pathetic. <laughs> so here's here's the other thing too with 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 this entire conundrum with mm-hmm. like Dr. Jill Biden and this this guy saying that she shouldn't be call herself doctor. She should drop yeah. the title and just be Miss First Lady Biden or Madame First Lady Mrs. Jill Biden or whatever. Which I think I don't think it really matters that much anyways. Like if you said Madame First Lady Dr. Jill Biden, that doesn't change that much versus Mrs. Biden. Right. I also, mean, there are so many people. It's, it's not. She's no, not like an anomaly. Cares? She's right. not even an anomaly. As so as so as someone that does this. Right. Like, and <laughs> and here's my second question. What if what if someone who uh, was running for president had an EDD or a PhD? It probably won't happen because you know how our country is with education. <laughs> but um, you know what I really mean here is that if it was if the roles were reversed, if it was the dude, you know, Doctor President Biden, Doctor President Obama. I don't, maybe, maybe they, I don't think they, like, I don't think people would ask them to drop the title. Maybe they would. I don't know. Mm. I just find it ridiculous. Well, I could, I, I bet you 
I, I could imagine, um, you know, there's clearly some insecurity going on here. Yep. I imagine there's some level of sexism going on here, or, or mm-hmm. and but um, I, I could, but I could certainly imagine a world where um, if 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 it wasn't a medical doctor or like a you know I don't know dentist or something like mm-hmm. that, and if it was like a doctor of education, let's say, right. and like Obama had the, a doctor of education, I could cer- or if even Trump did, which sounds hilarious to even think, but um, I could imagine. People of you know the other side being like this person is calling himself a doctor as like an insult, right? But but um, speaking of the insecurity, can I read a little bit further here, Jared? Sure. So uh, so then so then our uh, good old buddy Joe here decides to go on to say uh, that I call him um, kiddo, but okay, right, right. <laughs> uh, I do Buckaroo. I do have an honorary doctorate though. I have to report that the president of the school that awarded it was fired the year after I received it. Not, I hope, for allowing my honorary doctorate. During my years as a university teacher... I love how teacher, he just... Uh, mm-hmm. Like, he just um, discredited his own... Honor. Yep, yep, uh, yep. And here he says, as a university teacher... Note, he says teacher and not professor, because actually, really... if you can't a professor. Exactly. Um... <laughs> I was sometimes addressed, usually on the phone, as Dr. I'm not going to say this dude's last name. If you want to read the article, you can check it out on the Wall Street Journal. I just don't think it's worth the time to even give this guy much more clout. But I do think this is important to talk about because it's just so ridiculous. It's just that's why, really. So it's what happens when ridiculous. people would call him doctor? I, sorry, uh, I was, I was, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> um, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, on the phone as Dr. Blank. On, on such occasion, it was all I could do uh, not to reply. Uh, read two chapters of Henry James and get into bed. I'll be right over. What does that mean? I'm assuming that means was someone calling him as a booty call? So he's saying when someone, so what, what, what was he trying? Was he tr- he was trying to imply something when, when when someone would call him doctor? How would he respond to that? He wouldn't like it. Is that what he's saying? He wouldn't. He doesn't like it when people would call him doctor. I guess. But he wouldn't correct them. Right. He just didn't like it. Right. I was also often addressed <laughs> okay. as doctor during the years I was editor of the American Scholar, the quarterly magazine of Phi Beta Kappa. Let me quickly insert that I am all... The quarterly magazine also, of a fraternity? Uh, I, uh, I, I, I guess, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, editor of the American Scholar, quarterly... Yeah. Okay. Anyways, let me quickly, quickly insert that I am not a member of... So I'll... Oh, not a member of Phi Beta Kappa oh except by God. marriage. This dude is just all over the place, man. <laughs> like I just and and then he also argues what here. Have to do, what does any of this have to do with her, by the way? <laughs> right, right. And then like he this, argues, he's just telling us about his sa- like about his sad uh, resume. Well, and I like how he's trying to flex by saying, "I taught at Northwestern for this long. I have an honorary doctorate." And it's like, dude, no it's one a, cares. Oh, Phi Beta Kappa is an honor society. He's trying to flex, but he's then also like sort of discrediting himself at the same time. And the irony is, his only associate association through this honorary fraternity is through marriage. Right. So, he, so he he's like, I wrote for this honorary society. Let me tell you, by the way, I wasn't a member, just to be clear. Right. And, he's, <laughs> and let me tell you, I got an honorary degree, but, but the guy who gave it to me was fired a year later. 
hopefully not related to him giving me that honorary I degree. I got called doctor a few times, and I hated it. Right? Oh, man. Uh, and, and then I don't argues, have a master's, by the way. And then he also argues right here, Jared, the PhD may have once held prestige, but that has been diminished by the erosion of seriousness and the relaxation of standards in university and education generally. So he's deciding that now that that uh phds are no longer you're no longer allowed to call yourself a, a doctor he said in the past you maybe you could but well, you are I no longer allowed to call yourself a doctor with a with a phd is what he's decided i don't know if i would take it that far i think what i would just take it at face value here which say is, it again is, uh phd uh, the phd may once have held prestige meaning in the past it was viewed as this very prestigious honorable right. noble degree well that's what i'm saying and now right. it's not right yeah 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 so yeah you are right about that jared um, but it's like who's who's decided that? i mean i'm not in the academic is that right. have you ever heard that i i'm sure it used to be more well i think i think respective. in terms of value it might have been better when college was rarer, exactly, and, yeah, and the idea exactly. of education was more of like a class no and, thing, probably. Right, and I will Still say, is, I will say this: if to any listener out there who just thinks they'll be able to get a PhD and get a cushy professor job, I wish you good luck. Mm. Really, I mean, very, very good luck because uh, there are. I can tell you for unless you're in a very specialized field. A lot of schools, I think, I mean, we would have to really look at the numbers, actually. But from what my discussions, at least in the field of German studies, I can say, is there are definitely a lot more PhDs being produced than there are positions available for said PhDs if you want to work as a traditional German professor. So what do you do? You have to look at other fields in academia and education where you could also work and use your skills. And that's what a smart PhD student would do. Um, uh, a silly one who uh, is only focused, well, or if just your main goal is to be focused on the academic track, mm. then it's definitely going to be a little bit more difficult, I think, in today's current job climate. So in this opinion piece, mm -hmm. what does op-ed stand for? opinion uh, I don't editorial know oh probably yeah does um is there ever a point where he gets to who can be called a doctor because no, he's now he's just going through his sad resume for a long time let me see i'm trying to i'm trying to take a okay. quick look here uh that's a great question actually jared i mean i i i'm i i i'm i'm i i don't know if his i'm pitying this guy more and more as these talks but i'm but it's just like I don't understand why you're deciding. Right. Um, okay. Uh, hmm. Like I. All right. Whatever. No, he doesn't. He, do, he doesn't. He doesn't say. He goes on to argue about political correctness. Um, he goes on to talk about how celebrities are people who do doctors, give talks at do commencement think, speeches. I'm sure there. Are, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure there are like doctor doctors. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm sure there are like medical doctors that might roll their eyes at maybe people like this that. Um, that do use doctor i could imagine that i could definitely see that in my mm -hmm. head but i they're probably not writing papers about it in the wall street journal probably not and um they're probably just making fun of it with their friends oh for and, sure but um let me let me end let me end by reading the uh the last little bit of this here jared because this that is thing looks like it's about to yeah, uh uh we're good <laughs> uh okay so let me read this uh this last little bit and then we can move on so as for your EDD, Madame First Lady, hard-earned uh, though it may have been, please consider stowing it, at least in public, at least for now. Forget the small thrill of being Dr. <laughs> Jill 
and settle for the larger thrill oh of living for the next four years in the best public housing uh, in the world I don't as think that's First true. Lady Jill Biden. I mean, I, I yeah. I don't think the White House is the nicest house in America to live in. Public public housing. Oh, public best housing. public housing. I mean, okay. obviously that's kind of ironic. You know, I see. Yeah, of course, of course. But um, this guy, no, I understand. He's oh, being man. real clever, right? <laughs> this this dude, though. I mean, Joseph, come on, man. What is the deal? What like did you not did you not the get rhyme. enough respect from your students? Are you just sad you never actually got an EDD or PhD? This, that like, writing what's the deal makes like. I don't know how he like. How could he think that that writing would make anyone just not hate him even more? Also, I don't know I don't who this know guy if, is, but this right. writing makes me hate him. Also, I don't know if this is <laughs> on terrible. him or on the Wall Street Journal. So take this as you will. But even just the very bottom here, where it gives a little bit of info on our good buddy Joe here, yeah, it says, uh, "Mr. Joe is author." First of all, you're mm. missing Anne. As an English teacher, I can tell you my a lot of my students you, who have been speaking English a lot less than <laughs> you have can get this correct. There are more and more typos in, in uh, like uh, articles these days because they're online. Oh, I believe it. Uh, most recently, uh, uh, Gollumoffrey, a collection of essays, reviews, and bits. Um, and yeah, so this bits. this guy is just I just don't get it. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I've, I, I, yeah. The I mean, funny thing is, she too, earned her doctorate, and I, I, I don't know why anyone would care this much to write, write this. Right. Well, I the, mean, did he just is does he just do like a like a column every week, and he had no, nothing else? Well, to I talk haven't, about I haven't something? read any of his other writings, to be fair. But the, but the funny thing is, too, is it would be one thing if he wanted to argue like tradition or something. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. There's really no logical argument here. Like I get right. it's an opinion piece, it's like, but she got and, and and but then he's also like using the argument that like it used to be more respected, and it's like then maybe that's, that's why she should continue to call herself yeah, doctor, so true, it brings some more light. And whether it's true or not doesn't take away from the fact that she you know went, you know went through the process to get mm-hmm. the doctorate. It's like who, it's like so how now you're deciding that okay because because socially. Um, doctorates aren't really you know doctorates that aren't medical doc- doctorates aren't really respected that much in society you shouldn't call yourself that that's such like it's that's it's, his argument makes no sense to me well and then the funny thing is too is he argues about the issue with standards but it's like well dude the whole point of having a standard is if you earn that title you call someone by that title that is the standard and then and then my confusion also is why are you the comparison like you're like he's using himself right. as like the bar or something as someone who got an honorary <laughs> doctorate from a school where the guy who gave it to him was fired that and next it's like year. why are you just li- listing your credentials that technically are all lower than her real doctorate right, right. exactly <laughs> it's such a weird flex that you're trying to put on like and it's it's sad honestly. i like it's i did sad. all these things that not are not as much as achieving a like a uh, a doctorate Mm-hmm. And this is why she shouldn't be calling herself a doctor. Right. And it's like I, I, I don't think I don't think that I don't understand that connection, sir. You know. And so um, for that, I say no, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so ridiculous, man. Yeah, so I, ridiculous. I agree. I agree. It, it was pathetic. It was really pathetic. So I, you, I, I have a shout out by the way. If you want, if you, but go ahead. Yeah. The the last thing I want to say. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm glad we're gonna. You have a shout out. But let me just say. I want to give this guy just two straight up thumbs down. 
Just <laughs> two straight up, two thumbs down. Joe, I don't know what you're doing, man. But uh, here, I'll give him. We'll give him two. Shoot, I haven't used this in a long time. Do you have time. The, the, the shotgun? No, no, no. We're not no. going to shoot him. Uh, I, I haven't <laughs> used this in a long time, so I don't remember exactly which button it is. But I'm going to give you two. Wow, wow. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. Wow, wow. What shout out do you have for us today, Jerry? Oh, yeah. Spread a little love. I'm going to spread love to a billionaire philanthropist that is using her money for good. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why are you smiling so much? Because I know, I know who you're going to talk about. Mackenzie Scott, have you heard of her? I have. I think she used to have a different last name, didn't she? The author, <laughs> yeah, and, and philanthrop- philanthropist, philan- philan rapist. Have you seen uh, Always Sunny? Yeah, I'm oh, a yeah. F- I'm a full on rapist. <laughs> <laughs> a what? A, a f- uh, author and philanthropist says she has given away more than four billion dollars in the last four months. This is Jeff. This is Jeff Bezos' ex-wife, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This pandemic has been a wrecking ball in the lives of americans already struggling scott wrote in a piece piece on in a post on medium announcing the donations economic losses and health outcomes alike have been worse for women for people of color and for people living in poverty meanwhile it has substantially increased the wealth of billionaires like myself uh, she didn't put say that last part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott is uh, the ex-wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. She was part of the company's founding and Amazon's first accountant. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So she's not. So we just, need to give her some more credit. Yeah, that's she fair. We need to give her Amazon, some more credit uh, okay. in the beginning stages and helped. Uh, at I the was beginning not stages. aware of that. Okay. So, um, uh, according to Forbes, Scott is the third richest woman in the world, estimating her worth at $55.1 billion after her most recent donations. It is very unfair that people just say, you know, just because she's the ex-wife of Jeff, Jeff Bezos, she's now, uh, you know, super rich or whatever. Where it's like, you know, she's actually had investment in this company from the mm-hmm. beginning. Uh, and she actually worked for the company uh, from the beginning. Um, Do you think that is... An equal distribution of what? Listen, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, continue. Sorry. I don't have. A, I'm, I'm just playing looking, devil's advocate. I'm not here. looking at the financial statements. I, I don't know. I don't know. I you, mean, is, you didn't do a deep dive on this it, one. I, 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 how much is Jeff Bezos doing in comparison to? He, he's That's not. He's point. not the only one. Just at just making this whole operation run by himself. No, well, clearly not. <laughs> like, it's way too big is, for that. So, like, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. Right. Um. So you know, being the first account, she was Amazon's first account. And who, you mm-hmm. know, if, if she, I don't know how long she did that for. Maybe she started the accounting. Deb- I, I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, who knows? Anyways, in uh, the div- their divorce last year, Scott received a four percent stake in Amazon, uh, then valued at thirty-seven billion dollars. Four percent stake of Amazon is value- valued at thirty-seven billion dollars. So how many billions is Amazon worth? Does that go into trillions at that point? Probably right. And dude, that tr- the number trillion—I mean, even the number billion—it's so hard to imagine how big it is. I know it's crazy, and that's just four percent, right? And that's like here. Here's the piece because we're we're how, so. I wonder how much percent he has, and because he doesn't have a right. he doesn't have ninety six percent, right? Well, if he had well, if so, she's got four percent, and it was what thirty seven billion. Yeah. So well, if he if he had. He probably has around. I'd imagine he has somewhere around. 
I don't know, 30 to 40%, I'd imagine. What what do you do? I'm just guessing. Though. What do you do in life when you have so much money that you could not spend it in your lifetime if you tried? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. Um, amid stock and market pandemic boom, those shares, by the way, those 30, $37 billion, I did say, uh, including her, and I wasn't mm-hmm. kidding, would now be worth about $62 billion. Which is, you know, almost double. Yep. <laughs> uh, though it's not clear how much of a fortune she has sold. Obviously, they can't. They don't have that much of a trade right. on her finances. Right. But she at least has got tens and tens of billions of dollars. It seems like the gifts are to 384 organizations in all 50 states, Washington D.C. and Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. All are unrestricted gifts. Gifts with no strings attached. The organization which she organizations which she lists in her post include those that fulfill basic needs such as food banks and emergency relief funds. Others target uh, longer-term problems, she says, uh, systemic inequities that have been uh, uh, deepened by the crisis, debt relief, uh, employment training, and... Oh, I'm getting a call. Sorry. Uh Uh-oh. Um... Mr. Popular over here. And uh, financial services for under-resourced communities, education for historically marginalized and under-preserved people, civil rights. Underserved. Underserved, excuse me. People, civil rights advocacy groups, and legal defense funds that take on uh, institutional discrimination, just to name a few. Uh, There's even more, but um, I, I can't name everything. But, that um, is great, though. Good on her for you yeah. Know, she she definitely has enough money to be very charitable Pretty with enough. it, and it's you like to see it. You know, yeah. you definitely do. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's and um and this is like substantial amounts of money mm-hmm. too, but it's like uh, over a billion even. I mean, and that's that's ridiculous to even say that. It's just like you have enough money to last last lifetimes, and in the way that that like. Like when you have that level of money, when it grows, like the, it's growing by like millions. Yeah. Like when 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 my little bank account, when I get an, an extra um, three dollars at the end of the year in my uh, savings account, <laughs> right. that's about the same as uh, you know Bezos getting an extra billion. <laughs> right. That is <laughs> crazy. Like, that's just the interest, and so it, and so at that point, it's like if you're not giving it away at levels like that. I, I and and I mean, what I else are you res- going to do I, with it? I, I, as yeah. we said in a, in the episode about wealth, I honestly I can't really respect you. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, what's also what's the point of building that much wealth if you can't spread it uh, spread it around? You know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, well, and that's what they say. That's what they say is the point of capitalism. Is is is, and I feel like that's how capitalism really works. Is not just by the trickle down of. Um, yeah, I you don't know, think the trickle down works of, very well of, of making jobs. Obviously, that's important, mm-hmm. but it's like I think the trickle down is really just a big dump down, as I as I'm now calling it. Right. This is not a trickle down. This is a dump down. That's a plop, and right we need there. to do more plops. Yep, that's yeah. a, that's a solid plop. Well, yeah, yeah shout trickling. out to uh, Mrs. She goes by Mrs. Scott. Is that uh, her? Her name is Mackenzie Scott. Mackenzie I don't know, Scott. Mm, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to you, Mackenzie. That's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, you, you definitely like to see it. Dropping billies. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man, must be nice. All right, Jared, well, we are going to get into 
uh, our untranslatables for today, which are idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms, and a foreign language that don't translate into English on a one-to-one basis. Yeah. And frankly, I guess I shouldn't even say in a foreign language because we've done some English untranslatables sure. as well. Sure. Uh, I'll get us started today, Jared, on gator piss. with a Thai untranslatable. It is Rumai Ditod Pitod Glong. Uh, so the language is called Thai. Mm-hmm. I mean, you say it, so yep. I believe you. Yep. Okay. In Thailand, what they speak in Thailand. Okay. Sure. Sure. Um, and the translation is: "Those who can't dance, blame it on the flute and the drum." Is that as literal as it sounds? Oh, those who can't. It's just like those who can't do something, blame it on the tools. Very, Very good. Like, Hit that ham horn. Yeah, we would say we would say a bad workman blames his tools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. There, yeah. There, there's like a that, that's what they say in the in the car community where when someone's racing and then they like lose, it's like oh no no I, I got I blew my my turbo on that last run man that really slowed me down I think I have an exhaust leak. Uh, it's like if my car was running top oh I would have had you. Um, my I, I so I've been getting into this Gujarati which is a language I, I found recently it's an uh, Indian language and my first untranslatable is Ank Michi Ne Gandhi Ne with eyes tightly closed and like a crazy person like this with eyes tightly well that's eyes tightly closed can you do the crazy person part yeah that's good that's good that's good. Is that the- Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Easier said than done, Jared. Uh, so with eyes shut, what eyes was it tightly closed, tightly closed, and like a crazy person. Imagine that. Think so, about that. Well, I would think it. Well, I think of this as like an oxymoron because I think like a crazy person, your eyes would be open and you'd have a crazy look in your eyes, right? Mm. Um, think about. Think about if you're. Yeah, that's true. But think about if you're... Um, so I think a lot of the but, craziness comes but, from the but, eyes. But could, but could you argue someone could be doing something and the fact that their eyes are closed oh. would make it a lot crazier? I, well, I was thinking you close your eyes because you want to avoid seeing what's going on, maybe. And but, why, would you, why would you want to avoid something? Because something bad's happening. Or yeah. you're scared. Or I, I'm gonna I'll, I, I'd give you like a sad ham horn on that one. Is it when you're scared? Of it's something? doing something oh. without it, without any sort of uh, research or in like ignorantly and without mm-hmm. thinking first. Oh, so it's just like uh, so you know it's essentially just like someone that is just running full force forward with, oh, their, with eyes their eyes closed. I see. And it's like I'm just doing this with no thought process at all, essentially. Right. And oh, that's that's, that's essentially what it is. That's funny. I like that. I like the the imagery of it. It is a good one. I, I, and you know, I actually didn't think about your way of thinking about it. It made sense, obviously, just because the, when I first saw it, you know, I saw the the meaning as well, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. That would mm-hmm. make sense too. Yeah, but it, it it does make a lot of sense. You know, like if your eyes are shut and then you're doing something, especially like you're doing something like a crazy person. Yeah, or like, uh, I, I, mean, I, when I, you know what I pictured was actually someone like driving down the freeway with their foot slammed like, ah! to the fl- floor. <laughs> with, their, yeah. with their eyes shut. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's like, I don't think this is a good idea. Okay, my, my <laughs> next one is also tie for you, Jared. Uh-huh. Uh, and it is um, somlon, uh, and it means orange drops. Orange drops. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is that like someone's a sweetheart? 
Uh, You're my orange drop. Not not Chad, quite. You're I, my little orange I, drop. I, I like I like that, and we should make that a thing. But but no, that's not what uh, orange drops means. It's very vague. Th- I don't even it. know what an orange so, drop so, would be. Well, just just think about it. So you're you're chilling at the beach. You're you're sitting there. Oh and, oh, soaking up the sun. Uh, getting those orange drops. Um, not tanning. Not tanning. Not soaking up the mm. sun. Well, just think about it though. You're sitting <laughs> okay. on the beach. A mimosa. You, you know, you didn't you didn't prepare. You didn't bring any treats or snacks with you. You're sitting there, and then an orange drops into your lap. Oh, just like a special treat out of nowhere. An orange and if you drop. get a special treat out of nowhere, you could say that you are blessed. Hashtag blessed. This is an orange drop. It's a blessed it's or blessing in disguise. How would a so. non-religious person say it? Lucky. There we go. An orange drop is being lucky. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, to get lucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, wh- why? Uh, well, here, let's see. Uh, this literally means an orange, sorry, I guess that's my bad, an orange drops. So, an orange drops, but an as an or- expression. An orange drops. Oh, mm-hmm. that's different. Yeah. Well, but that's why I tried to use the beach analogy. I see, sure, sure, You know, sure. or the beach example. But as an expression, it means that good fortune has unexpectedly come your way. Uh, it is the Thai translation of how lucky. It sounds a bit funny. And orange drops oranges. right into your lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. As, orange, uh, as oranges are only lucky if it lands in your hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to be, I feel like you're only lucky if it's like, I'm just like, oh, and I stretch and, and I just put my right. hand up and it's like, oh. An orange just yeah, fell into my head. If you got head. a full juicy orange hitting smacking you in the face, yeah. that would not be pleasant. Or any part of your body. That's true. Yeah. Your, you know, your uh, gentleman's uh, sausage, as they say on Top Gear. Is that, is that what they say? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been watching a lot of Top Gear recently. Um, I have. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a, another Gujarati one. Uh, I, I, they have like this double A situation, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's ah or ah ah. You know. Right. Double A A Tara Bap Now Rastonati. This isn't your dad's road. I like any. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Interesting. This isn't. Hmm. This, this isn't, isn't. I guess I should actually say it. This isn't your dad's road. So this isn't. So this isn't for you. Uh, no. No. It's none of your business. It's actually. Think about it. Think about it more literal. Literally, someone. On the road is telling you this isn't your dad's road. So you don't belong here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get out of here, boy. I'll, this I'll, isn't okay. your dad's One road. One time I was, when, when I lived in, um, when I lived in uh, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and when I was coming home from my piano lessons, my piano lessons were in the suburbs of outside of Philadelphia, so I, I would purposely take the back roads. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know I would I you know I would enjoy the back roads because I you know they, I, it was very quiet and I'd, sometimes I maybe I would go a little fast and maybe hypothetically there was one time that a guy ran out to his um, to the to the corner of his street yelling uh, what yelling this isn't your dad's road and holding a rake and just like waving it in the air to you I said hypothetically oh I, uh, whew, okay well. Wouldn't surprise me with some people, I guess. But um, <laughs> so, is, is it to be racist? No, you didn't hear the part. No. Well, the, I thought it was like trying to get get off my lawn. No, 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 no. I said I was driving fast on these roads. Oh, and he see and he sees me driving fast and yells, "This isn't your dad's road." So just you, you shouldn't be. That's misbehaving. what it is. But now that I, I just kind of told you, it's essentially. Uh, 
uh, stop driving like uh, oh, like stop a driving like person. a maniac. Yeah, that's why I was telling I you. It's very, it's very literal. I and it's essentially saying you, like your dad doesn't own this. Stop driving. Yeah. Like it's not his you know, road. You road. can't. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good one. This that's isn't a good your one. dad's road. Okay, that did happen, by the way. Uh-oh. But not because of racist reasons, for this reason. Because you were driving too fast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. That, that makes me a lot happier. It was because you were driving recklessly, Jared. No, he. I, uh, there wasn't any fast. way he could have seen who I was. Right. Well, uh, you got those tinted windows, too. Or was uh, this back in the day when you didn't have it? Anyways. No, it, no, it was. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Stop, stop asking so many damn questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jared, should we, we talk about college sports? <laughs> sure, dude. Let's do it. So I was hoping today we could talk about the kind of some of the we did touch on it a few episodes back on school spirit but i want to talk about some of the cultural implications of college sports in the u.s mm-hmm. also kind of explore why why do we even have college sports yeah because we're really the only country that i know of in the world on a large scale you know i i i couldn't find like any other countries that had like a ncaa like a huge organization and it's a very it's a very like um What's the word? Like, like it's a very controversial, uh, not very, but it is sort of a controversial idea, even here in the United States, of, of college sports. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming more and more controversial, I think, as we progress a little bit in society as well. Just the idea of um, the power that college sports have, the, um, the, fa- the, the structure of, these, of, of how much administrators and coaches get paid mm-hmm. versus the, uh, and the players athletes getting don't paid, get paid nothing, anything. And obviously, they make money off of them. Um, and just the idea of the education being mm-hmm. the important, you know, they always tout it as the education is the important part, yet uh, <laughs> right. they, have spe- they have specific classes set up. Like it's So just the whole idea of, of what really is the priority here. Which is interesting, though, uh, and I'm very glad you mentioned this, Jared, because... Uh, the other aspect, though, about college sports is that you have all the support staff and students who are being trained in kinesiology or, or um, like sports medicine, sports mm-hmm. therapy, sports management. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's what's interesting. Looking at the the players, like, ooh, yeah. Let me be, befriend right. that guy. Right. <laughs> Let me be his agent in, in two or three years. Right. But but the interesting thing is the U.S. is really the only place that I know of where you have that. Like you might have like I don't know University of Munich does yeah. some studies well, with something, but it's not the same. The like sports it's not as intertwined in most of the rest of the world. It's clubs, they're, but they're way more they're way more honest about it. What do you mean? Because like, like so- soccer, Formula One, um, um. I, I, I those are the two sports I know the most about mm-hmm. that aren't American sports. They recruit these people from uh from like essentially childhood. So like you know they start in karting, you know, and then they move up sort of through the ranks of bigger sort of. And it's like by the time they're in karting, a lot of these Formula One company or you know Formula One companies essentially companies yeah race mm-hmm. teams have already heard of some of the hot, you know the best kids and they'll be like well let's keep an eye on this kid for when they move up to Formula Two and Three and, and all that stuff and right. see how they progress mm-hmm. and you know maybe they have like uh, some people that like that like uh, some co- you know maybe it's like we'll invest a little bit in their car- you know help them pay to get uh, like a card because it's super expensive or like we'll have like a a junior program a junior a junior like they have so- like soccer teams or or Formula One teams they have like junior 
like uh, teams where you find like young stars and mm-hmm. sort of like yeah the train academy them. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh yeah and uh, and they have like young driver programs and all mm-hmm. that stuff and so and so like they're way more honest about it. There's never any point where they where they're like, well, you have how much college have you had? There's you don't have right. there's no. But, There's but no... I, I don't think for pro sports in the U.S. that's not a question either. Like, it's all just about the performance of the athlete. They don't care if you spent two years in college, if you spent four years in college. But you have, but for a lot of sport, well, well, well that's also the thing. Some of it goes back to slavery because it is like the sports, it, how do they choose? Because it's weird also how they choose the sports where you have to go to college versus the mm-hmm. ones you don't. Oh, because you have to go to, okay. you have to go to college for football and basketball. Do you, but I but you don't have to get a degree. But you have to go to college, right? You have to have had at least a year or two of college, right? But I think I think at least the argument for football is if you look at a high school football player when they graduate, and you look at an NFL player, they need that year or two but years to mature it, physically. But why is it that if you look at hockey, baseball, mm-hmm. golf, all these sports? Uh, you, like you They're don't need con- to, you don't need to go to college to to do these sports professionally. They well, have like the 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 all those lower leagues that you can mm-hmm. just go to straight from high school. Well, I think with with basketball now you have the G League. I don't think you have to go to college to get in the NBA. I don't okay. think that's true. Is that? Um, but I'm that, not sure is, though. Okay. Well, it's still the the main way I'd imagine. Well, well, but and see that, but that is also what why I kind of wanted to talk about college sports today is is why. Why is why is that our path for a lot of sports? And and the interesting thing about that, as you mentioned, Jared, is especially if you look at uh, soccer or or football, as they say, you know, in other countries around the world, uh, it's all academies and clubs. Mm. And, but I think the difference with, like, especially the example of soccer, is soccer as a club for the most part. Um, just until the last maybe twenty thirty years, a lot of the soccer clubs. They're tied to a location. You have Bayern Munich, you have Barcelona, you have Real Madrid, you have Atletico Madrid. You have all these teams that have a place, right? Whereas, whereas technically speaking, sports franchises in the U.S., they can move wherever they want. So whether or not they decide to stay in a place comes down to, is it profitable? And maybe if they have like a tradition. Like, I, the, like I can't picture the Red Wings really moving out of Detroit. Right, right, because they've been there for so long since the N- the I NHL so started. They're, they're not they're not married to a city. So like right. the like the St. Louis Rams. Well, first first the L.A. Rams, then the right. St. Louis Rams, then back to the L.A. Rams. Exactly. The San Diego Chargers are now the L.A. Chargers. Mm-hmm. It's all just what city makes you know right makes us the most money kind of thing. So I think that's an another big cultural difference. Mm. With, well, what does that to do with college though? Well, because. So that's why I I would argue that's why some college sports, I think college football, I don't know overall viewership, but I would be willing to bet more people watch, more average quote-unquote people are into college football than they are pro football. Interesting. I would argue that. I mean, just look at look at college tailgates. Look at mm. just look at college football I'd, versus I'd say pro maybe, football. I'd say maybe maybe definitely live. There's mm-hmm. because most yeah. college stadiums are bigger than professional or sta- well, not bigger, but have more capacity. Capacity, yeah. But um, I'd I'd be curious about viewership. I don't know about the viewership part of it. Right. I, I don't know. Well, well, just like I well, just think about this. All of the people who not all, but many of the people who went to that college, they probably support or occasionally watch some college sports. You know, or if it's just on, or there's a tailgate, or if it, it's college sports in the so, U.S. are very social. So, are you saying that the reason 
that you have to go that they that you have to you tend to have to go to college for football mm-hmm. and basketball is because those are the ones that make the most money. And and in the US so, that is the best that we have. That like, sounds very exploitative. Uh to be okay. like to be like, well these are the ones that we decide are the ones you have to go to college to play professional only because these are the ones that are really making the most money. Once again, cuz mm-hmm. for baseball, hockey, a golf these are just random ones i can think of what's right. another other sports like those you don't you don't there's no college requirement there right i i was talking more so about just the overall viewership and popularity which is money well i guess you're right i you mean right. football and b- basketball is like the main marketing source for mm-hmm. most yeah oh, major yeah. colleges in the u.s right one of those two mm-hmm. yeah yeah but at the same time um, I agree with you, I guess, that uh, I would argue, I think, in the case of football, the reason why they make you go to college, which I guess maybe isn't fair, is, I think, the physicality aspect. I think if you look at most 18-year-old dudes and you look at most dudes in the NFL, I think they need I, – I would argue that probably uh, an 18-year-old well, I, player – Yeah, but uh-huh. there, there could be, like, some sort of in-between league, you know? Like, right. maybe that's how, like, the XFL or something became mm-hmm. bigger – because that could be like a development league or something. Right. I'm just making but, shit up. But see, but. that's the other weird thing about the U.S. is because we have high school and college sports, mm-hmm. we don't have the developed infrastructure for a lot of these clubs, G leagues. Because if you look at, if you look at like in Europe, they have, you know, especially with soccer, they have 80 bajillion different leagues. You know, sure. they have your your village town league, and then you have the, well, yeah, the league up and the this league is up. How it's been right. forever, and there's exactly. no interest in changing it. Right. You know. Right. Whereas in the U.S., it's it's been associated. You know, we've associated sports with with schools. You know, yeah. with with high school. I think some of that as well is just due to. Um, I think there's something about extracurricular activities, and I think for parents, I think there's a level of convenience. Right. You you know your kid just goes straight to straight from class to the you know for me you know I played high school tennis so it was I went to class. And then I walked, you know, two minutes out to the tennis courts and I had my tennis practice and then I went home, you know. And so I think there's some level of, uh, you know, it's not like my my parents needed to come pick me up somewhere and then take me somewhere extra. You know, it's right after school, you know. So I think there's some level of convenience. I also think there's a level of community that you do see in the U.S. and in Europe with like local like soccer clubs or, or in the Czech Republic for sure with local hockey clubs. But once again, the schools are local. The uh, clubs in Europe are local, whereas a lot of these professional sports teams, they're not, like we talked about, they're not married to a specific location. Mm -hmm. They can go where they please in the U.S. I mean, in Europe, some, you know, like uh, RB Leipzig, in theory, they could probably go somewhere else if they really wanted to. Obviously, (laughs) they couldn't call themselves RB Leipzig anymore. But you get what I'm saying. It's a Red Bull. Bull, Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but I think the, the crazy thing about college sports, Jared, is... I think there is a level of, um, I think that's one of the reasons why we do have some of the best like sports trainers, sports medicine, because we have these very robust um, different degrees and tracks where where a lot of these students can get such great hands-on experience while they're studying. Mm. Whereas, you know, if you're in Europe, I don't know how that works. I wonder, do they have internships with with sports clubs? They probably do, I would imagine. Uh, I don't know, though. I think uh, probably a lot of it is money 
because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, that probably has a lot to do with it. But I think in the soccer situation, like if you're like they 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 probably like for example, like how old was Messi or Messi when he started with Barcelona? Wasn't he like thirteen or something? Younger like than that? that, I think. Yeah. They uh, they probably you know all that time when they were sort of. Uh, 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 training uh, and programming this child, <laughs> right, right, right. They probably you'll 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 li- be with us forever. Um, they probably you know had so much invested into him. Who probably I imagine he didn't his family didn't have a lot of money. Um, I I imagine Barcelona invested a lot of money into him though, mm-hmm. and so like that's how he got access to probably the best medical care. Right uh, at a younger age. Right. Yeah, whereas I guess in the States, you, you don't have that necessarily because, you know, if you go to a public school, you're not going to have access right. to some so of the best. To, you have to pay them, and, and and that's how they end up making pretty good money at it, like a mm-hmm. college, as if you're like the trainer or whatever, mm-hmm. because it's a competitive role. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think it's what is interesting is that our a lot of the sports infrastructure and sports education and all of that in the US it's tied to universities whereas in yeah. other places it's not and it is really well, fascinating. I think that's a I think the that's the big I think in general education like as if we're talking about Europe for example where they were talking about the sport in general education and profit are not tied fundamentally in in these people's heads right so like the idea of using it like in college um sport is specifically used as a tool to fund the the rest of the school Mm -hmm. but that's i don't that's i don't think fundamentally that's ever been a like a thought process of what school is for in a lot of other places well i think so the idea of being like we have to couple these it's like why does the school has have to make money from sport Right. We have sport club and school of money. Right. Why do we have to Exactly. Well, that also goes that boils down to uh, the government's role and willingness to help fund right. education. I think it's just our our, our you know, super capitalist mentality mm-hmm. also sets it up where it's like uh, you know, these colleges fundraising is the main way in general that colleges and donations, donations, from, you yeah. know, wealthy alumni, and, all, and 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 it's and it's as someone that you know knows marketing a little bit, like this is all just branding. This is yeah. all how these yeah. colleges use their sports to mm-hmm. build their brand, their, their brand, their reputation. And their, yeah, their their how, yeah. how much they're known. But at, at the same time, I do. I will say this: as someone who works in academia. I know I have a lot of colleagues that think one type of way, one way or another for college sports. I was going to ask you about um, that. But I'm I'm kind of in the middle. I Well, one... Because well, you're a fan. Also. Well, as uh, I was going to say, as, <laughs> a, as so, a viewer myself... So well, right. And I'm aware of that. You know, as a viewer <laughs> myself, I love watching MSU basketball. Mm-hmm. I'll watch MSU football. Uh, this season's been a rough one, uh, to say the <laughs> least. Uh, and ironically, Jared, the one year I got season tickets was the year they went like three and nine. Mm. So they, I think I watched them win like one game do you mind me asking home? how much season tickets mm-hmm. cost i think back then it was about uh was it it was 150 or 200 I think oh, that's not dollars uh-huh that's not bad at all no it was check crowns <laughs> i mean that's not bad rupees. at all it was 200 rupees i thought um, it would be like a thousand dollars no 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 or but like it was, 500 but bucks. i think home games there oh, were like four or five home yeah games, five yeah. or well they play i think nine games in, well that's still pretty nine good games in the season yeah but it's in the student section mm-hmm 
Right, yeah. Right. Well, which can which if that's the environment or atmosphere you want, it's great. If it's not, then you're going to pay yeah. a lot more for season yeah, but tickets. But the thing, or at least I've only been to U of M student section, mm-hmm. and at least the thing about that one is you can kind of control how much you want of it just by how up like far back. Well, sure. You know. Yeah. Because well, same with they're, MSU. They usually all like do. packed in up front, mm-hmm. and so it's like, oh, if I just go up like six rows back, it's actually pretty empty back. Yeah. There. <laughs> and you can relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even sit down. God forbid. Yeah. You won't be you able know. to see anything. Right. But, but yeah. Rest your legs for a little bit, you know, from jumping around. Uh, anyways, so, yeah, so, I, so, I want to ask you about mm-hmm. that. Um, is, the, is there, like, is there's def- there's what is the the professor and, and sort of academia side of, mm-hmm. of colleges feeling and, and sort of stereotypes of well, I think of the there's some I think there's people. some resentment. I think mm. there's some resentment there just because of I mean, look at all the money and, and you know, all that stuff. And, and the the, way it's I'm sure about. The, it's the the easy the easy comeback for the sports people is, you know, we bring in all the money. Right. Right. So there's some resentment, I would say, uh, on some levels. I think other levels, as you mentioned, some people find it very exploitative to the athletes, mm. you know. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, the, the the cream of the crop, they're getting everything taken care of. You know, I mean, they get yeah, but a lot board, of, they get food. Yeah. They get paid under the table. Well, some of them do, yeah. A lot, a lot yeah. of the top players get paid under the table, which makes the whole system even right. more stupid, where it's like, okay, so even the colleges, uh, most, I imagine most top colleges are at least paying a couple students. You know what I don't understand, though? providing them with a lot of stuff. Right. Well, you know what I really don't understand, Jared, is how is it possible? So, for example, so say you're, say you're a Michigan State basketball player, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Tom Izzo, the basketball coach, approaches you and says, you know what, we're doing a summer camp for kids. And, sure. and you know, you're one of our top players and, uh, and, and you're, you're a good guy. We would like you to come, you know, help us out with camp. I think why can't athletes, if they are, if they're doing something that a quote unquote normal person would do to get paid, mm-hmm. why can't they also get paid for that? I like, agree. You know what I mean? Like, I, I taught German summer camps while I was still a graduate student studying German, and I got paid, and it was no problem. Technically, well, I was a professional German teacher. They're tech, you know. Because they do bring in a lot of money, and there's no benefit to the college to pay them. Right. I mean, what's the benefit? I mean, there is a benefit, I guess, as far as recruiting, but it's all under the table. But there's no benefit for there to be a payment system because then they that's probably cost more than the under the table payments that they do now. Um, so it's like there's no benefit to it. And so it's like, why would we? I don't. And, and so the, and so they just always have been able to use the lie of we're giving you an education, which they do. And obviously, this, the, the football players or basketball players or whatever athlete it is that's the top athlete at your school has the right or has the ability to actually take advantage of that full scholarship to their fullest. And, you know, mm-hmm. some do, but most are so focused on just like the professional aspect and using it as a, as a development program for right. um, professional that like they don't, they, they don't really, school is not even in, in their th- thought process. Like, I, I guess I got to go to class occasionally, right? but like I'm here to become a professional whatever athlete. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so, like, it, it is just sort of like this, it, and I feel like that's probably, I, I don't know, and it's just like this fake sort of facade. I guess you don't have to say fake facade. That's a, right. It's this facade of um, giving someone an education, which they do, but it looks like, yeah, but that's not... Why, 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 the, the, the main purpose you are there is for sports, right. if you're an ath- a college athlete, mm-hmm. yeah. Unless... 
unless you aren't going to become a professional. You yeah. know, if you're doing it for the love of the game, uh, which I can also respect, you know. Um, sure. But it, I it mean, is, I'm sure, I'm sure there are definitely people in there that that are playing uh, that can probably recognize early on that I'm probably not going to make it in professional, but that can still play uh, college. But once again, uh, and I don't know all the NCAA, which is the National Collegiate Athletic Association. I don't know all their rules and stipulations. But like, for example, say you're one of those players that's that comes off the bench. You're not a starter. Mm-hmm. You don't have a full scholarship. Why can't you? And maybe they can. I don't know. Maybe it's only full scholarship athletes. Like I said, I don't know all the rules and stipulations, but I'm. Uh, we're just pontificating here. That's one of my new favorite words here, Jerry. Um, <laughs> but the, my whole point here is that, you know, if you are doing something in the field where you want to work or carve out a career for yourself, why shouldn't you be able to do that, gain work experience, and get paid for it? You mm. know, like if you, uh, for example, if you uh, if you want to offer. If you, maybe if you want to become a basketball coach, I don't know why I keep, maybe because it's basketball season and that's why I'm thinking about basketball, but you know, you want to become a basketball coach and you're, and you're a bench warmer on, on a basketball team, right? Well, uh, and, and, but maybe you still do have a scholarship. Why shouldn't you be able to, you know, do some coaching on the side or, you know what I mean? And make some yeah. money from it. Um, um, um I mean, you, you, you asked me this question. I don't know the answer. Me, um, me, me either. <laughs> but, um, but we, I, I, I think we can add some. I, I can add some explanation to to why. Okay. Do you want to hear some of the uh, highest paid state employees in the in the United States? Of course, and they're all probably sports these are related, all, right? These are all state. These, so these employees are paid by the state that mm-hmm. they're that they're employed within. So this is not a company. This is the tax money essentially. Mm-hmm. Davo Sweeney is. Uh, Paid by South Carolina $9.3 million a year. Uh, and he's one of the two highest paid employees. Oh, oh and then also John uh, Calipari. He's the coach of Kentucky. He's also paid uh, Kentucky basketball team. Uh, he is also paid $9.3 million by the state of Kentucky. Must be nice. Uh, the, and these are the highest paid. So yep. forget the governor. Forget, forget, uh, I don't know. President of the university. Uh, Yeah, forget the president of the university. Good point. Yep. Uh, Nick Saban with his game show suit on is uh, paid by the state of Alabama $8.9 million a year. Oh, Jimmy. Good old Jimmy Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. uh, U of M football coach. And Jimbo Fisher. Jim Harbaugh is the U of M football coach. Mm-hmm. Jimbo Fisher is the Texas A and M football coach. Seven point three mil. Seven point five million year. dollars. Oh, seven point five. <laughs> Dang. Sorry, Listen, you're like gonna read over my over shoulder. Here. At least get it right. Right. You're true. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right, Jerry. That's so crazy. And that's per year, right? This is per season. Yeah. This is a salary. Yeah. 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 Jesus. Uh, oh, this is interesting. So, um, so this is for uh, Jimbo Fisher. Mm-hmm. After leading Florida State University to the championship in 2013, Jimbo Fisher was snapped up by Texas A&M in uh, 2017 with a whopping 10-year, $75 million deal. That's so they, crazy. So he had a he he knew he had essentially 10, 75 million dollars coming for the next ten years, and that's where the obviously seven point five comes from. That's so Fisher's wild. base salary is five hundred thousand dollars, but he earns a supplemental income of seven million, and reportedly has access to luxury vehicles and a full country cub membership. Oh, of course. So he, does. he doesn't even have to buy his own luxury vehicles, or he doesn't have to pay for a membership to a fancy. Oh man. Well, of course, because someone like this guy in a state, like in his area in Texas, is a celebrity. Oh yeah. So like it's it's a 
have him as a member at your country club is probably like a you know a marketing aspect pay him to come to your country (laughs) club exactly right exactly so like yeah take one of our luxury cars and go show off at a but see once again though jared uh, I want to unpack something you just said there. In Texas, this guy's a celebrity, mm-hmm. which I think also this goes towards the argument for mm. college sports is that because it's more localized, I think it's also more there's just something about it. Like if this dude, I watch college football occasionally. If this dude were to stroll, you know, stroll by me, I wouldn't even recognize him. I wouldn't even know, right? Uh, you would recognize Jim Harbaugh. Well, yeah, because I- Oh, because I, I live in Michigan. He's That's the my local point. celebrity. Exactly. I see, I see. So so it's also, I think, part of this local culture a little bit to some degree. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, which, which you Like would, they're the highest level of local celebrity almost. Yeah. 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 Other, other than like, like a famous Kid movie. Rock. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Although I would say Eminem uh, is probably more more famous than Jim Harbaugh. Eminem probably is. And he has he has a super but strong. He's an anomaly, Mich- I would yeah, say. I, yeah. I would agree with you. Because like who's yeah. the biggest uh, in Michigan? Like who's the biggest celebrity you could think of from Alabama? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Exactly. And I would probably our, say that I would probably say, what's that football coach's name right? again from Alabama? The funny thing is, though, is I think out of all the uh, the people we've named, uh, I think Nick Saban is probably the most famous Dabble college Sweeney's football pretty, coach. Pretty famous, he is too. But I think Saban. Saban, he's yeah. been around longer. He's been around hasn't longer. He? Jim Harbaugh used to be. I feel like he used to be more famous when now he he's used just to kind be of a joke. But I'm too biased to when talk he used about to be it. closer connected to like the NFL. You know right. when he. But it's like now he can't really use that anymore because he's really not been doing great. <laughs> right. No. Uh, I'm not. Season. I have no idea who Jimbo Fisher is, but this guy makes seven point five million dollars a year. Yeah, I've scrolling. never heard of Kirby Smart. He's the football coach for Georgia. Okay. He yeah. Once again, if this dude million. walked by me, I wouldn't have even. Yeah. Wouldn't even be on my radar. Uh, I. I don't. I honestly. Jim Harbaugh, I might give a second look, but I wouldn't be confident. I wouldn't be like, that's Jim Harbaugh. I'd be like, right. I feel like I know who that guy is. Right. <laughs> uh, Jeff Brome, the uh, football coach for Indiana, Indiana. Uh, he makes um, six no, he's 6 at million. Pur- he's at Purdue, but yeah. But it says, in oh, in, oh, yeah, he's yeah, paid yeah. by the state. I yeah. saw that. I was like, why did they have him with the Purdue? Uh, yep. That's why. Yep. So, yeah, just all football coaches so, making yep, millions Penn of State football coach, keep going. I want to see if Penn any state. of these are, are non-football, but I think they're, no, they're all, all football. No, they're, they're all coaches. Yep, all football coaches. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I, I, how do you feel about the? And once again, you, you come from the academia academia side. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 there must be some resentment there for like just uh, like just the idea that these people are celebrities. So I wonder. I I don't. But see, I don't have resentment resentment mm. for them, Jared, because for a few reasons. Number one, when people argue that these guys shouldn't be paid this much money, I think, yes, they do get paid a crazy, it, absorbent amount of money. But Because it's essentially how much they get paid off of how much they bring into the school. Exactly. I, so, I so really do believe that these, is that these how coaches are, bringing, are paid, how much they bring into the school. Um, is that how Cornell West, is Cornell West paid? That He's the only famous, oh my gosh, he's, the, <laughs> he's a black... Uh, uh, professor at Harvard, okay. and he's like he's got a beard. You've okay. probably seen him before. Does he have gray dreadlocks? No. But, okay, no, that's a I different love, professor. I love that she just assumed that. Well, that's a different kidding. professor. I'm just kidding. I'm just going <laughs> to get us canceled here, Jared. <laughs> it's Cornell West, not West. I thought it was West. This guy. You've never seen this guy before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. he's a famous professor at Harvard. Okay. He's super famous. Right. Um, You've never heard of him. 
but he's super. Well, he, he, was he on the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> yeah, he was. Okay. Is that how <laughs> you heard of him? No, that's not how I that's heard not, of okay. him. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, I've known about him before that. Um, but I, I, so I wonder um, how much he's getting paid by Harvard because he is a, ce- a celebrity, and he's not the only celebrity professor, but right. he is a celebrity slash professor. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how much he gets paid by his, or even doesn't um, freaking that science guy, the black, I only know black professors, clearly. Who's the black science guy with the voice? Um, oh, oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. on Joy Oregon too. Is that mm-hmm. how, how you know all your celebrities? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, He's a, I believe he works for some university or a museum or something. Does he work for the Smithsonian? I, I, don't, yeah, know. I don't Anyway, remember. like, are the, are, well, forget him then. Is Cornell West or other famous, like, celebrity professors paid for how much action they bring to the university? Well, I think to some degree, yes. They're like, we're going to pay you, I guess so, because it's a yeah, competitive role. Funding, competitive well, yeah, research too. funding, grant money. There sure. are definitely other ways that professors bring in value. You just, the difference is you just don't mm. see it because you don't have a, you don't have a sporting event where professors you know, it's are. It's so funny. Uh-huh. It's kind of like Formula One. Part of what helps bring in a driver to a team is obviously how good they are, but it's mm-hmm. also how much sponsorship money do they bring in themselves. Yeah. So, like, what kind of deals do they have that we can exploit for yeah. our team? Sure. And what what do they bring into us a little bit too? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing with a teacher or or or, or like a a coach. Right. Oh, well, and the difference <laughs> with a coach and a teacher is, like I said, you know, the coach their performance is viewed by millions of people every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the value a teacher brings is it's harder to see unless you really yeah, know what like, happens behind the like, scenes. The, but it's like the kind of the kind of uh, graduate you're putting out or like, mm-hmm. you know, some they have obviously... The publications, they have the research. St- yeah, publications. And I'm sure they have like stats about like, you know, you know, the level of person that graduates, the, you know, how many people make this much money uh, right. or, whatever, or, you know, whatever stats they use to prove right. that they have good graduates. I don't, you know, I don't remember what they what they are. But uh, but yeah, it's not as clear as winning a championship uh, like at the end of a year mm-hmm. that is viewed by you know tens of millions of if not hundreds of millions of people around the world. Exactly. But that's a very clear result of uh, and a lot quicker of a result. Well, and here's the other thing is that if, but if, the students get nothing when they they get the glory, and then it's like all right. Go back to work. Yeah, but go back to school. But do but do they really get nothing? I mean, is there not something that they're getting from that experience? Is there not something that they're getting from that mentorship from that coach? I mean, I would I would argue. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because why? Because the coach is getting a, a bonus of uh, five million dollars for that win, and, the, right. and you're like, oh, but the student gets the uh, the beauty of a love rela- loving relationship between man and and it builds character. That that's that's that is BS, I think. But but you're looking at it because this because the the the, the player p- plays literally an active role mm-hmm. in in the coach's success. Right. But the player reaps no benefit other than a, the the feeling of a job well done and a pat on the back by a millionaire, right? Well, and you get to eat McDonald's with the president. Oh, that's. I mean, that's <laughs> why do we do anything? You know, I mean, that's the that's the reason. The, well, the the thing here is, Jared, is is that uh, they I do think uh, college athletes. I mean, I think as the amount of money and value they do bring in wouldn't hurt to to give them a cut of that pie. You mm-hmm. know. 
However, how could they not? How could they not even be considered as like a student? Um, they're like, like a student ambassador, basically. No, but yeah, but what's like the like you know when there's like the you, when you work at the oh, gym or the library right. or something? Uh, or, or student worker. A student worker. Yeah. How, uh, they're at least a student worker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think probably the but way then, they have to fund it we'll through see. taxes and, and everything. You know, else. another thing is, mm-hmm. I believe probably is it, is it Title Nine? They'd probably have to find a way to pay everyone. Also. Oh, maybe you couldn't just pay. Like they couldn't. I don't think there. They probably right. wouldn't be a way. You're right. You're right because you're right because all grad students get paid the same. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're if you're working in a, in a yeah. neuroscience lab that's bringing the university in. You so know, you millions can't of give dollars like a football money. player like fifty thousand dollars a year, and then while your other common grad students like have twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so you're right though. But see, but that or like think, even sports that don't get the publicity of right. the other sports, like the volleyball team. The, it's like the we way, have to pay them the same that right. we pay the football players. But the, the way I look at it, Jared, I agree with you that having some type of student work or something. The other option, too, though, is why not allow players to use their image and their likeness to make money? Yeah. Coaches can do it, I'm well, pretty okay. sure. Well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, and I'm sure this has happened more than just this time, but how do you feel about the Ohio State players a couple years ago that got into big doo-doo for selling their uh, mem- various pieces of their memorabilia or, or jerseys and trophies and stuff I don't for think profit. it's a big deal. I don't either. I don't think it's Who a big deal. A yep, exactly. I mean, if they they it's, they own it, it's their yep, shit. Yep, and and you know they work their asses off to become those high level. They could sell their PlayStation on on uh, on eBay. Right. Why can't I sell my shirt that just right. happens to have my name on it? Exactly. Exactly. And, I, yeah. I, and so and so there's and so it's not even the fact that they don't. Like that's why I really think there is something kind of dubious and gross about college sports because mm. it's not even the fact that they don't pay them, but they actively stop them from allowing them to even make money off of their off of themselves. Right, but I think but that comes down to I think the NCAA. See, I think you're I think you're looking. I'm looking at college sports. Yeah, but as colleges a whole have influences on the NCAA. I mean, there's some sort of group uh, that that of different people from different colleges that get together. We're the college football group that goes and talks to the NCAA association, and these are the rules that we would like to enact. And I'm sure the NCAA would hear them out. You know, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, I would. It's a process of some sort. I would sort. think, yeah. Yeah, it's and there's no interest from the college to, colleges to initiate this process. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough, and it it is really strange that we are really the only mm-hmm. major country in the world that has has sports tied up with education. What's like a what's like a and maybe not Cornell West level, but what's like a top professor salary? If you were to think in your head, all right, once I hit tenure. And I know, and I'm working for, and I'm, I'm working at like a major university, uh, whether that be like a you know a major state school or, or mm-hmm. you know some good private school or whatever. U of M, let's say six figures, low six figures. I'd say, well, it depends. It really depends on the the department. It depends on the department. It depends on your role. So, for example, if you're just a professor, so not every not every just full t- I mean. I guess it makes sense. Not every just tenured professor makes the same amount of money, right? And so, so for example, I know if you are 
Um, I believe if you're a tenured professor, I mean, you can look uh, most universities. You can look up the salaries. I guess actually. yeah, because they're they're it's government. public. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. public information. Um, if I remember correctly, my advisor, who was the department chair at one point, he was pulling in I think about 140 thousand. Now that was just from the university. Now a lot of academics who are more accomplished. They're also making some money, not very much, but some money off of publications. Uh, if they are giving any guest lectures places, they can get money for that. Um, so, so a full hundred and fifty thousand looks that's like that's average. average. So mm-hmm. full University of Michigan professors average one hundred and fifty thousand, mm-hmm. and I imagine the longer you're there, obviously it goes up. Yeah. yeah, and if you and if you take more administrative roles, if you or become like, a dean or a provost, obviously it also matters like where, what school you're coming from, mm-hmm. how much you got paid. You know, obviously yep. there's a whole bunch of yep. factors like well, the, the, the paid, and the best but. advice I would give someone who if if your goal is really to teach at like a, a U of M or like, like to teach at one of these really big research institutions institutions is to actually get your graduate degree at a similar institution because it's really hard to make the jump if you studied at a smaller school mm. to that bigger school for a job. So you have to really have sure. some special skills or something um, because it, people, All right, we're not giving yeah. advice on how to get hired as a professor. That, that's, that's fair. Um, so, <laughs> at, so, you know, it's interesting, too, because even at Harvard, mm-hmm. where I wonder who would be the, I mean, obviously, besides for like the headmaster, well, no, who would be the top earning person at Harvard? That's not the football coach? Well, would I it be the football coach who gives a shit about Google the Harvard it. football team? Google, Google it for me. I'm really curious. How much? Just Google how much does a Harvard football coach? Well, make? because uh, what I was gonna say is the average, um, the average full tenured uh, salary at Harvard is mm-hmm. is 198,000. Okay. But now I'm wondering, just in general, what like who what would be the highest earner at Harvard? But they don't have to say it's a private university. Maybe oh. they still do say. Oh, maybe highest. I bet you it's the f- still earner still the football coach. Maybe maybe not. At, it is Harvard. It's at, hard to say. The football coach. Dude, I mean... Highest we'll paid person at Harvard is Linda M. Applegate. So clearly not. The university... Okay. Oh, do you Linda know any, M. Applegate could be Do you be know the, any female college football coaches? <laughs> I don't. The university's uh, three highest compensated faculty members all teach at Harvard Business School. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, interesting. Which, actually, that kind of makes sense. Okay. Because they're probably also coming from legit companies, right. too, I imagine. <laughs> Um, so, um, 1.7 mil, is that what it said? That is what it says. Ooh, that's uh, a, no, excuse nice me. Linda M. Applegate earned 1.5 mil, 1.49 okay. million. You that's, did see 1.7 somewhere. Good. I don't know where you saw that though. Uh, so yeah, the, the business school is, uh, oh, uh, former university president, Drew G. Faust made just over 1.7 in uh, 2017. Oh, so the president. But okay. now maybe they have a new president that's you know newer, so they're making mm-hmm. less. But see, I think Harvard, you would argue that Harvard is known as an institution where they put education first. Like you said, like who gives a crap about Harvard's football coach? Because no one goes yeah, to Harvard to exactly, play football. Exactly, and, and their know. football and their football team is not their um, their main marketing is not right. a major marketing aspect for them. I'd imagine. No, I don't know not. any. Yeah, definitely but you, not. You say that now, but you were fairly confident that it would be their football coach still. I, well, yeah, well, I thought I, so. If anything, wouldn't it be like their, uh, I don't know, cr- like a cricket coach or a <laughs> right? I don't know. Chess coach, probably. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're, uh, right. What are they? They're like a debate team coach or something. Right. Exactly. Uh, the 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 president. Of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So it it it, it is. So uh, yeah, but but that's not but. Yeah, so, but you know, it's a uh, they they go off of their their education. That's their thing, mm. and I guess business certainly makes sense because it's like 
That's I mean the whole point is making money. Right. And and these people are also probably they're like we're trying to we want to get like someone that just retired from you know Apple or something, you know. We get a, we have an executive from Microsoft as mm-hmm. a professor here teaching a t- teaching and that's p- probably super prestigious, but right. they are used to making 6 million dollars and we're not can't give them that, but you know, we'll give them still 2 million dollars or whatever. Um yeah, you're, you're right. Though I mean, the the money issue with college sports is is definitely quite a hot topic. Sure, without a doubt. Sure, um, but th- but that's 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 the major part of it. There's but there's also obviously the fandom of it, which mm-hmm. I, I find I find very interesting to see something about being fans of 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 essentially children is kind of weird to that level, to the level that we see here in the United States when it comes to tailgating. For, first of all. First of all, let me stop you there. They're definitely young adults. <laughs> I would say at 18 years. Sure, yes, not you're, children. You know, but but yeah, it, it is a little strange. But I think there's also something about the culture behind it. Well, and also, I mean, think about it. If you attended the school, you ha- you kind of have a stake in it, whether you like it or not, because mm-hmm. you're affiliated, or or if you decide to still affiliate yourself with that university. I remember you know? last time I went to a football game was U of M a couple of years ago, and I actually took pictures. They were on our Instagram, on Translatable Podcast, and it, uh, some of the pictures involved um, a keg someone, stand. A keg stand. <laughs> someone throwing up outside in the front lawn. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, like a jumbo-sized uh, beer pong game in mm-hmm. someone's front lawn. <laughs> uh, shot straight from a, a fifth of some uh, cheap liquor. And I'm like, and it's, it is, it, so football, I'd also say sports culture is drinking culture. Like it is, it's a full part of drinking culture because. And party culture. As we've talked yeah. about before, it's also like, it, it, it's it's an excuse to start drinking literally at, at six first thing seven, in the morning, yeah. five, yeah. six in the morning. These are the same people you will never see in class at nine o'clock. Nope. Yet on a Saturday they're up <laughs> 6 a.m. getting ready at 5 to 6 a.m. and hammered slamming, by seven. slamming beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but yet they will not be at class at nine o'clock. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like, I, I, I don't know how. I mean, I guess I understand how, but it's just such an interesting that that's what the culture is. And, and, it, and then it's just like the um, the shit show of, of children or excuse me, young adults screaming at a, at a football game. I mean, it is a fun vibe, I'll say mm-hmm. that. There, it, especially if you go when the weather's nice. It's it's hit or miss. Football season in Michigan, obviously, right. it could be gorgeous sure. or it could be terrible or anywhere in between. Um, but it is it is it is a fun environment. I'm not going to lie. Like like it's electric. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, it kind of feels more fun than than a um than a uh, than like a professional game one because there's more people and you can feel it mm-hmm. and i think in a weird way like the stakes are kind of lower actually i i would argue the, i meant the opposite. It's cheaper i i, I meant for, for the for for, for, for going the fans in. gotcha yes. Yeah, yeah yes yeah that's a huge benefit you're yes. right yeah you're right yeah the the i mean you know i could get i remember i uh uh went to a few msu basketball games I got tickets for like you know they were they were playing more no name schools but still mm. I got some tickets and they weren't in a in a super great spot but I got tickets for like five ten fifteen bucks occasionally yeah. uh, and this was when MSU was ranked like one or two in the nation um, you know and so it was really cool to uh, be able to go be a part of something for for so cheap they have you know? a drinking culture around sports in Europe like soccer but that's professional right now obviously that's only professional there is right. nothing else. 
But I, I'm I'm trying to think. That's not really a uniquely American thing. It mm-hmm. just happens that we have the sports college. Sports are a social thing, yeah. We just and we just had that sports. place where we can congregate. It is and, unique mm-hmm. in our situation where, as we said, we've said recently, you can't. You like the, there's this idea. The binge drinking is big in the sense that you got to get it all in to last you a three hour football game before you go in because there's no like it's a purely dry experience exactly and so it is like all right we need to start now and so this is going to keep me drunk for a solid four hours and that's that's rough if you didn't plan it right and you which no one ever does right once again these are children excuse me young adults (laughs) (laughs) no one ever plans it right either someone's like oh man i'm sobering up and it's getting bored or boring or i'm hung over by noon yep or someone's (laughs) passed out throwing up in their yard at before the football game even starts at seven in the morning or in the stands yep have you seen that before someone throw up in the stands i've seen people asleep in the stands while everyone else is jumping and cheering behind them it's crazy just a man i wonder like the being a security guard for a college game almost seems a little more nerve wracking than a professional game. Yeah. Because I feel like there's a lot more. You see more crazy accountability also for these children. Excuse me, young adults that you see. You know, clearly Just drunkenly passed out. Right. And still, you know, actually something I do enjoy about the college uh, ath- sport athlete. Uh, excuse me, sport environment. Uh, the sneaking in of booze. <laughs> I didn't go to a lot of college sports, so I didn't really experience a lot of this. But I have been to some college sports, and I have witnessed it. So w- one time, uh, we, the, I, w- this has all happened when I was past college age. Not way past. But, I mean, I'm not way past now. But um, we snuck in a couple, like, a, um, like a, the little, like, small, like, you know, shot things of uh, a fireball. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. And the one time I went to a football game in oh the Bayou Classic. How, how do you sneak them in? I don't. Uh, I don't or remember. Or is it a secret? I don't even remember. If I, if I had a dollar, Jared, for every time I saw someone with some type of flask in an MSU game, I'd have a lot of dollars. I, I would say probably a good spot, especially for some of those like you know like you know single shot. Th- I mean, it's not mm-hmm. a single shot. It's like a double shot thing. Mm-hmm. You could stick them in your sock, especially mm-hmm. if it's cold outside. <laughs> um, if you have a um, large chested friend, the brazier I heard is a good place. Mm. Okay. Um. Um. That's funny. I oh, went to the Bayou Classic, which is a uh, football college football game at a professional state at, at the at, in New Orleans at the Mercedes-Benz. Is that LSU against somebody? It is Grambling versus Southern University. Oh, okay. What's the main attraction really is the halftime show, you know, the crazy uh, marching bands mm-hmm. and all the performances. We didn't even talk about that as well. Yeah, we can. Um, but um, I saw a guy sneak in a half-gallon of Belvedere, you know. So Belvedere, at, honestly, is that like it might cheap even, liquor. No, Belvedere is almost like a Grey Goose esque, okay, similar shape bottle, okay. And so you know, Grey Goose, like a yeah. half gallon of Grey Goose, mm-hmm. is kind of long and yeah, skinny. And yeah, similar shape. It would be a Belvedere bottle. How did this guy? He his... pulled it out of his leg. <laughs> how is that even possible? And I'm like, how did you have? And, and and like he walked. I saw him walk in. He looked like he was walking normally. And I was like, why is this guy sticking his hand in his pants? And he just like. Pulling out, oh my god, that's a half crazy. gallon of Belvedere, and he was just and he had cups, and he was and he was obviously with his friends, and he stuff. But this guy was also, um, to be fair, not to be fair, he wasn't an adult, mm-hmm. so he he was uh, he was like then like pouring drinks for people. It wasn't like he wasn't like like then doing like some Instagram video where he like chugged the whole bottle right. down. <laughs> that's crazy. And passing out in front of right. everyone. 
but it was very impressive to see. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not even. I mean, I wouldn't have been mad either way, but I'm like, I'm not even mad. That's just that's impressive, right? Um, so yeah, uh, the mar- the halftime show is is a big deal. It's an even bigger deal at like um like uh, a schools like Grambling and Southern, like the Bayou Classic, because those football teams aren't even that great. But in general, um, that 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 it, that too is sort of a uh, like a, a marketing aspect, isn't it? Could you say that the halftime show? Because it is like um like like I feel like I don't have any sort of interest for a lot of halftime shows. Mm. Depends on like the marching band. I, I struggle to see sometimes the design they try to make in the middle. I'm like I can't really see what that even is supposed to be. Maybe that's just because I'm used to having those uh those uh um what do you call it those uh floor side seats mm, courtside. Courtside seats, courtside yeah. seats. If you're talking about basketball, yeah, yeah. which is not true. But um, <laughs> I, I, and then I, I, I don't know. It's I feel like a lot, a lot of schools. It's it's pretty underwhelming until you go to like a school like Grambling or like Southern, which I will say they are black schools. But they also, it's not just that. It's that those schools, their football teams aren't even that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. The um, the the uh, halftime show is arguably more impressive than the actual f- sport. Right. What what you say it does depend. So can you think of some some marching bands that stick out to you? Honestly, uh, I think State. one of the best ones is uh, believe it or not, and it hurts me to say this is mm-hmm. a Michigander, but Ohio State. Oh really? I think OSU has one of the best marching bands. Okay. Um, they're fantastic. MSU is also really good as well. Um, IU, Indiana University, I would say they also have a really solid but marching band. Do they ever? Um, televise half uh marching band sh- halftime I shows i don't think so i'm not sure that's i don't think so that's usually when they have the sports analysis guys well because i know. yeah i imagine they're making a lot more money off yeah of jim the, today the uh the, the were struggling with the yeah or just know. the actual commercials where right. they're making millions of dollars per minute right, right. <laughs> Ex- exactly um so yeah so I yeah, but it is a major part of it. And it, but that goes back to the school spirit. It's all part of that like and culture. Uh, the essentially, in my mind, the, like the the halftime show is is like an extension of like the competition. Mm-hmm. And it's like because uh, there is sort of like a competition on whose halftime show is better. Sure. And then um, it's like a it, it just go go along to that like our school is better than yours kind of ethos. Right. Which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's a lot of chest beating and a lot of. Do you and I? I'm because you know, oh, you know why? Also, I like some of the some of the black schools that I mentioned is because I think in in, in some of these schools the drum major has mm-hmm. a much more uh, center role. Oh, and there's okay. a lot more like you know like they do the thing where they uh, do they do this in all schools where they go backwards. Or the drum major, you know, the person that holds the, mm-hmm. the cane and walks around. Oh, maybe. Some, yeah, and they, maybe. do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they do the thing where they go backwards and their head, their hat touches the ground. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. I know what you're talking about. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if that is like a, is that a black thing? That's a weird thing to say because I feel like I've seen that a lot. Have you seen Drumline? Yeah, with Nick Cannon. Okay. Of course. Okay. I'm just, I wasn't. Of course. I was just curious. I wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting though. the The thing that I do like about college sports and school sports is a lot of the other things built around it. I think are good because, like, just think about all the people. Ohio who, State. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Like, think about all the people who participate in other stuff kind of around sports so what i mean by that is marching band sports medicine sports management and business oh um, yeah there are there's a lot just of so many good benefits that i think a lot of universities um you know c- can take advantage of 
if they, I think, are using their sports program in, in, in a good way, you know, because I think that's one of the great things is that if you do want to make the argument that it's educational, then put your money where your mouth is and actually utilize the uh, sports programs you have to That's help your point. students learn. Like, mm-hmm. do they utilize like the 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 like the students that are in in some form of sports medicine? Do they are like all right? Part of the people out here that are going to help with your massages mm-hmm. or or help sort of mold your 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 uh, your meal plan or your. Exactly. Um, your workout regimen or, or your recovery therapy. Like, sure. I wonder how Just much the different have we aspects learned. of your are, are, that has to be uh, that that would be interesting if the NCAA had a rule and like a certain percentage of your uh, sort of whatever how they do it had to mm-hmm. be done by students. So it's like you have to have some level of students involved in all you, you know if you have a major for it or some sort of program for right. it or a certi- certification. You yeah, have to have some sort. You have to have like uh, students involved mm-hmm. in it somehow, act actively involved, like working in right. it. Right. Well, and once again, that all goes back to, in my opinion, the entire point of college, Jared. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people lose sight of yeah, this. Yeah, teach which the is kids why... to run the the. the the uh the team well well, yeah i mean well yeah you have student managers i know the msu basketball team for example they have a couple different student managers who do stuff the the Um, managers are like the people that handle all the equipment and stuff and uh like spray water into people's mouths and stuff yeah i don't know if it's the water boy specifically but but yeah um I, I don't want I, to insult any managers, by uh, the way. I'm it, sorry. <laughs> exactly right, but but you know, I think a lot of the behind the scenes that goes on with sports. I mean, look at look at you can uh, also argue like statistics. You know, especially yeah, sure. you know, I mean, there's a lot of different skills that these are all just ways, also, yeah, to not pay people as much, and then just for schools to hold onto more of the money. But <laughs> I, I guess, but at the same time, they could pay them properly, right. but they don't. Well, well, but they might. Um, sure. They might. I know. I know. Graduate coaching they might, assistants. But so they would pay get, them, but still not pay the student or the players. Well, but see, interesting. But right. Well, see. Once again, I think at least with the graduate student assistants. Mm. See the the thing is with the graduate student assistant. I think there's also some level of the fact that they're actually pursuing a graduate degree and not a bachelor's, which then that opens up the discussion. Does it matter and should it matter? And I don't really think it should. I think yeah, if you're a student and you're you working, to make right. money, or what level right. are you allowed to make money? Right. But I can tell you, I mean, the money I made as a teaching assistant at Albion versus at MSU. Well, one, I was you know teaching a lot more hours at MSU, so that's also why. Sure. But you know, I made significantly more money at MSU. Um, but I think some of that also comes from that pay bump from having a bachelor's under your belt. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sure. if you look at it in 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 any other field, sure. Well, they could easily tier it. We'll be like, well, these right. are graduate students, which means they technically have more, uh, you know, means they have more expertise than mm-hmm. you and more experience than you. So obviously, that means they get paid more right. than someone that's. Yeah, they could do something like that, and and they and, and I'm they sure might. they do, but right. but still, I don't it it's I'm sh- I don't think the system is working as it should, because I I don't know I still don't think the system is working as it should, right? Yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to say, but I think college sports in the U.S. are definitely a very unique and interesting phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I do think it it one of the nice things um, is I I really do think that there's a lot of great benefits that we can learn from. Uh, whether that be medicine, finance, management, um, I mean, even like I said, math and statistics. There's there's so many different like things that uh, students can learn and gain from uh, 
athletics as a whole at colleges and universities, which I think, which I, I'm genuinely curious, how do other, how do other universities and places do do these kind of things? You know, how, what what does a sports program or uh, what does a sports management program look like? at an institution where they don't actually have a sports team. Mm-hmm. You know, my assumption would be that they have some type of internship or partnership with with professional organizations or, or something. Sure. But I guess but at the end of the day, Jared, what it boils down to really is, are you doing things internally, like with a college sports team, or if you are... If you want to do something related to sports, then do you do, you do it externally with a professional organization? Mm-hmm. And I, I think there are... Uh, good arguments for both of those. I would say, though, in the context of the U.S., I think a good way to get your foot in the door in sports would be to go that college route. Um, whether For it, some sports. Well, right. Well, what I mean more so, Jared, by go the college route, I mean make coaching contacts, make player contacts, mm-hmm. uh, you know... I guess in theory you don't have to go to college to do that, but I it's think it's good it does to do that help. for the sports that are high earners for that college. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But I, that's sort of the, or, or I guess if you're in a sport that requires some level of college, which is mm-hmm. the ones that make the most money for some reason, weirdly. Right. right. Yeah. Well, basketball, football. Yeah. Base baseball back in the day. You do not need college holding. for baseball. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. But what school? How many schools are especially top level schools where baseball is making the most money? Mm, 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 yeah, it's well, it's just not as popular or hockey, anymore. For example, right. right, right. It's true. Yeah. So, so you, so you think it boils down to slavery? <laughs> I think race is involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Very well. Could be. Yeah. I mean, the majority of especially, your athletes in football and basketball are black. Especially with that, you know, because even in the professional sports, you, that shut up and play aspect and that mm-hmm. sort of, you know, in professional, it's like you're lucky that you get to make millions of dollars just to play uh, basketball or whatever, like they say, the LeBron James. Mm-hmm. But then in, in college, it's like you're lucky to get a free education. And it's like, it's sort of like this mentality of like, well, it's not our fault if you like if you waste that opportunity. Like you're the one that cared more about you know sports than but it's like but it's like well that's i don't know but like this is the only system that is set up here you know Mm -hmm. and i i do think i do find it curious that it's that it i mean it's around the sports that yes make the most money but they do happen to be the most uh uh (coughs) black heavy sports as well Mm -hmm. i don't know i just i don't i i'd find it hard to believe that that's a coincidence yeah yeah, it is. It is. I, I had never put two and two together, but you're yeah. right. Well, yeah. You just need to think in my head every time it probably goes back to slavery, right. and there's a good chance you're right. Right. <laughs> well, I guess my question is, though, and once again, this is more so for these, it's more so, I guess, for the top tier athletes, is you're right. I guess the ones that are physically ready at 18 that could actually compete and not you know be injured it's like why does it have to be a requirement right obviously it could be right. an option i'm not saying it right. shouldn't be an option yeah but but they get they get essentially forced into um or why do you even have to maybe you who, as i who said makes those rules it's i'm assuming it's the the sports leagues like the professional I'm, I'm, it must be some sort is, of agreement it's gotta be it's the gotta nba be some, and the nfl right it has to be some sort of agreement i think between the two of them okay between like the ncaa and the professional like I'm sure they both have some sort of say in that decision to right. some level. Like I'm sure there's some there's some way where it's like, well, if you do this, then we can do this. But if you do this, that like like I, I imagine 
both probably, and I don't know all the answers, but I imagine both probably have some leverage mm-hmm. and obviously skin in the game. Right. Um, to obviously, I could see why why uh, it, it's it's a great breeding ground. Is, it's a weird way to put it because these mm-hmm. are people, but for pre- pre- but for professional recruiters to have like a, a, a easy way to sort of find mm-hmm. find people. But then obviously it makes sense for the colleges because it gives them at least two years where they could profit off of these stars. Right. Um, so I could see how it could benefit both sides. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. and obviously it benefits the college uh, because they don't have to pay them, <laughs> right? And they make millions of dollars off of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it improves their brand, their their likeness. Yeah, yeah. all all that. And when they win stuff. with these stars, yeah, people are like, "Oh, I want to go to that winning school." Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's like a good I have point. no idea. Uh, I, like I imagine Alabama is a p- good school. I have no idea about their academics. That's basically all. Like they seem like they must be at least an okay school. They they win all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, well, you know, when, when they're you popular. Have, when you have <laughs> when you have sport and education combined and yeah. as a cultural thing, uh, you get those thoughts. I mean, especially know? at Alabama, the only time if I hear Alabama, I immediately think football sure team. of course i never Roll think tied. about the state of alabama right unless um it's somehow related to the football team i feel like like right. alabama never comes up really unless it's football right like well, the entire well, state relies on well that's because the they don't have the football team. that's because they don't have an alabama man headline like florida man i betcha <laughs> they don't have they don't have any why. professional teams at all either but uh, you're right. You're right. Now that I think about it, I can't. I couldn't tell you. And so I big. think that's part of it too. So like that even puts a lot more importance on the college but see, team. But see, maybe they don't want any professional teams because they're mm. like, we would rather focus may, yeah. on our our local university. And we don't have to pay these people. <laughs> right. <laughs> this yeah. makes us so much money for the state, and we don't have to pay these people. We if we had a professional team, we'd have to pay these people millions. I I will say this though. I do think. Uh, I do think it. The the fact that college athletics does bring in so much money for the universities as institutions, I do think that is a big benefit. I do think sure. that is a really good thing. Sure. Um, but but you're right. I mean, I bet you they could they could probably afford to pay their their athletes. Or how, how quickly, by the way, and I don't mm-hmm. know if you know the answer to this, but when we're talking Dabo Sweeney, Jim mm-hmm. Harbaugh, uh, Saban, uh, these people making you know uh, you know anywhere from five to ten million dollars, let's say. Okay. How. Um, how quickly, and I'm asking you this, you might not know the answer, do, do these salaries drop off? Like, you know, let's say you get to, like, the head offensive coach, mm-hmm. the head defensive coach. They're making, if, if, if we're talking about these, you know, million, these high million dollar uh, coaches, mm-hmm. t- coach teams. Right. We're saying that, would we say that, like, all right, so that means that the head of... Um, that the the head of the offensive the, the the offensive coach and the defensive coach what they make like a million six hundred it drops off hard and fast five hundred thousand oh yeah yeah from head coach to like your top offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator for the, football so at least it, then everything else is in the hundreds or it'd be below. it'd be six figures still but yeah it's not in the millions right I mean that's well, a huge seven figures right? sure yeah yeah that's a huge drop I mean yeah <laughs> even to not be in the millions but but at the same and time, then I imagine once you go below that it probably quickly gets into like oh yeah like eighty thousand sixty right. fifty or, or less yeah. <laughs> yeah right well so the the interesting thing about that though Jared is that you're right. It's a huge drop. I mean, from mm. from the even even the head coach to the assistant coach. Like I'm thinking MSU basketball. I'm sure it's a huge huge disparity. At the same time, though, uh, if you think about it, I mean, the head coach they are the ones that, and I'm not justifying the that face. they should get you know tons and tons of millions and millions. But 
if you think about just the amount of hours they work, sure. the amount of like, like yeah, they're they the, the face they of it. The they have to publicity. do radio. Exactly. No, yeah. Unless you're a real Radio, nerd, video, all sorts no of No one's really stuff. talking about mm-hmm. the, uh, like, like you're not going to, like the, the offensive uh, the offensive coach is not going to be in, in the main mainstream news for like getting a DUI, mm-hmm. but Nick Saban would be right. Like it's kind of like a CEO, you yeah, know. It Where is it's like this person is like it's yes, obviously you're the coach of a team, but it's also kind of like a political position. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're you're the representative. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sports in the U.S. It's it's uh, college sports. <laughs> it's fascinating, isn't but it? But I, I see. I, I compare it to a CEO. But um, I mean, the drop off is hard and fast for a lot of major mm. giant companies. But not at—I don't think at a company. I don't think the drop off is as aggressive. Like maybe that first drop is, but I think the drops are a lot smaller. But there's more positions, so mm. and there's more levels to uh, at, a, at like a normal company. Right. But it's not like it's like uh, there's not a giant gap between like you know tens of millions, hundreds of thousands, you know low tens of thousands. Right. <laughs> there's in betweens in those at most companies at least. Yeah. Definitely. So it's not even a good CEO situation. Well, it is for the CEO at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Well, Jared, I think uh, I think we've covered at least what I was hoping to talk about today regarding college sports. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's there's definitely some good and some bad. I would say some of the good, obviously, uh, the university benefits from the money a lot of sports programs bring in. Uh, I would also say that there is a benefit to the students who are able to learn and work uh, in sports related fields. Let me ask mm-hmm. you this. Do you think the idea of free college mm-hmm. might um, might threaten sports? That's a good question, actually. That's a really good question. Um, I don't know, to be honest. What I could see happening is that be, if you offer college as like free for everybody, which I don't think is going to happen, by the way, um, but if, if you were to do that, um, then... Well, it's hard to s- I think then it boils down to, is it required to go to college for your profession? And sure. I wonder then if that were to happen, I would argue that I think a lot of these what institutions the, are too big to unless they close them down. Well, and then it also takes mm-hmm. away the whole you get a free education uh, right. thing that they say to uh, right. athletes. It's like we all get free education. Right, right. Everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just busting my ass a lot harder than, you know. I just have essentially a full-time college career and a full-time football career. Right, right. Yeah, that's – I don't know. To be honest with you, I really don't know, but that's a, it's a good question. It's a good yeah. question. So I mean, it makes yeah. sense that there's no in, that colleges in general. Even without that argument, coll- there are a lot of other arguments for why colleges probably wouldn't have any interest in, you know, even though they would get subsidized mm-hmm. from 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 the government and stuff, they probably still can pay a lot or charge a lot more mm-hmm. just with their own um, tuitions. Right. I think at the end of the day, it boils down to money. Yeah, for sure. You know, I also I also do find it a little weird that people people are donating millions of their dollars. Of their own personal mm-hmm. money to college football teams. Yeah. Like even like um like I know the CEO of Nike went to Oregon and he like Oregon gets a lot of dope stuff from, uh, Nike. from Nike. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's just like it's so weird that this is where people choose to quote unquote donate their money to these already I mean I guess they're wealthy because of people like them mm-hmm. but like to these wealthy schools even like a non-sports school like Harvard or Yale like these pr- super prestigious schools it's would like, you it's so say interesting 
like that that's where people choose to donate millions of dollars would you say this is kind of like the you scratch my back i scratch yours kind there's of probably deal? a lot of that i, I mean, would say there's right? definitely a, a lot of that like if you're trying to get your kid into the school mm. like it, it doesn't hurt that or if they're trying to recruit your kid into the school sure yeah, either yeah, or yeah. i think both ways you yeah. know yeah 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 yeah, yeah sure uh, that's a good point. That's a good mm-hmm. point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's I would well, but see, maybe that is another reason why college sports in Europe is not a thing because a lot of places in Europe at least, you know, you can go to school and and it's not right. super expensive. Right, like so you don't points. have that argument. <laughs> but also the infrastructure is already better developed in Europe at the club level. Mm-hmm. Whereas it seems like in the US a and lot of the Yeah, they don't have the requirements in Europe. Like there's no they don't have the same sort of expectation. like college right. is not like we're giving you a free education. Mm-hmm. They're like, go to college if you want to get the job for college. I think we or sadly go play a sport if you want to play. I a think sport. we sadly have this really weird kind of standard here in the U.S., which is if you if you want to be somebody, you have to go to college, which I think is bogus and complete BS. To be honest with you, sure. Uh, like, and this like is someone that has a, a couple different degrees too. You can't have a future without college, right? right. And I'm so, starting to feel that way mm-hmm. about. Not having a, a an MBA, a, a master's degree, yeah, mm. and not even maybe. I mean, MBA, yes, that's probably what I'd get. But there are a few things I could get. Right, I'm starting to feel that way a little bit myself. Or like, I, I'm starting to feel like I'm limiting myself. I was actually thinking about that on the drive here. I'm like, mm. I, I feel like I couldn't do grad. Should school we like revisit uh, and do another grad school episode? <laughs> we could, maybe, maybe we could, maybe a 2021. Should you go to grad school update? Yeah, because I'm starting to feel like I, I, I just, you know, I, I, at my company, I, I constantly I get emails when, uh, you know, from just the company overall, like this person got hired for this job or this person mm-hmm. got promoted to this job. And it's like, yeah, I always look to see and I always see like they MBA. always seem to MBA. have some sort of master's degree. Okay. Or it's not if not an MBA, they, they came from like the technological side. Right. So they have a master's in like engineering or something. Oh, cool. Okay. Because sometimes people do so try to make that jump. So you go for a master's? an engineer no 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 no. i'm saying sometimes people no no mostly people make the jump from engineering to the business side i see and so like and so they do like a lot of people will have a master's in engineering but usually you don't a lot of times see people go from business to engineering but Mm -hmm. you hear a lot about like engineers kind of getting sick of it after a while at least in the industries i've worked in and and trying to go over to the business side that makes sense especially in the auto industry yeah for sure and i think there's a little more opportunity too and in the the, um business side i don't know i don't know at least that's what i've just seen where i've worked for anyways uh let us know what your thoughts are (laughs) yeah on college sports especially the phenomenon in the u.s uh, I would agree that there are definitely some cultural aspects, obviously some very big money, monetary aspects, um, but hopefully also some educational ones as well. Uh, so let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into our DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, the number one, where Jared posts some awesome tweets and some good retweets as well. And uh, you can check us out on Instagram, uh, Untranslatable Podcast for pics, clips, and all sorts of other good stuff. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yekuyeme, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya. like a strong out and that was that was perfect timing <laughs> oh man when you write man. the music it helps you better with the timing jared <laughs> let me tell you oh dude i've been thinking about it and i'm starting to think that uh, 
I'm, I'm less concerned about this this vaccine. Mm. I meant to just bring it up before when we were talking about the vaccine. I'm starting to think, and I, I actually, I, my, I, my, um, you know, in a couple months or whatever, I'll, I'll, we'll all have access to it. But I, I, like, I'll, I know the avenue where, where I'll have access mm-hmm. to it. And I'm starting to think, like, I should just get the damn vaccine. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I've been thinking about um, my, my, the person I told you that would said, like, haven't we all given in to the fact that we're going to get the virus? I'm like, not me. Yet, he, you know, he's scared of the, the vaccine, saying that, like, I don't know if we should trust it. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I don't trust COVID either. Right. So why don't I, like, and I'm like I don't know. I, I think I'm, like, I think I'm just, I'm, I'm being, I feel like I'm being dumb a little bit. I'm like, just... Just get the vaccine. You get the vaccine. You know, not a terrible idea. I've I've thought about it too. I probably will. I saw a um, I saw a funny uh, Instagram video thing. You saw? Did you see the? Um, there was like this this older lady. She was probably in her eighties or nineties. She was in the news for getting the vaccine. And there was a picture of her getting the shot. And then there was a uh, this Instagram meme thing I follow. It was a cut to the scene from this horror movie where there's this old lady that's like, uh, she's like haunted and possessed, and she's like climbing on the ceiling and like trying to murder people. And like, <laughs> that's her. And like, say that, her. like right after she takes the vaccine, she's now uh, possessed. That's funny. Oh, scary, yeah. scary stuff. If that's the case, but uh, I have a feeling with all the tests they've done, we're probably are. What if this is the next I Am Legend? Could be. Are you a le- are you legend, Jared? We'll it's a good movie. A good movie. <laughs>